It's six o'clock. The latest BBC Radio Norfolk News is with Paul Mosley. Norfolk's police commissioner says he's worried about the number of people being stopped and searched in the county. A new report shows around 20,000 people were stopped by Norfolk police over the last 12 months. The year before, there were 40,000. Despite the drop, Stephen Bett says that stopping innocent people can damage the police's relationship with the public. They can cause problems in communities, get people to feel that they're being abused for no good reason, and therefore the community itself and the police have a falling out, if you like, or probably, I should say, a mistrust, and that can be ramped up and gets all sorts of problems in the community. Jeremy Corbyn will face David Cameron at Prime Minister's Questions today. It's his first time as Labour leader, but... There are signs of tension with his shadow cabinet team. Last night, the shadow work and pension secretary, Owen Smith, appeared to contradict Mr Corbyn. He'd said he wanted to abolish the benefit cap, which limits how much families get in welfare payments. But Mr Smith says it would be foolhardy to oppose a policy that has wide public support. We are in favour of an overall reduction in the amount of money we spend on benefits in this country, and we are in favour of limits on what individual families can draw down, because I don't think the country would support us saying we would in favour of unfettered spending. Crowds of migrants have spent the night stranded at the Serbian border after Hungary closed off unofficial crossing points. Thousands of people have been entering the European Union from Serbia each day. Back here and a care home in Norfolk is now in special measures following an inspection. The Care Quality Commission found there weren't enough staff at Brundle Care Home and some of the residents were left without someone to look after them. There was a lack of housekeeping staff as well and that meant some parts of the home weren't cleaned properly and they smelt badly. Cab drivers in Norwich will make a go-slow protest outside City Hall this morning. Members of the Norwich Taxi Trade Association say too many new drivers are being given licences without enough experience. The City Council says it's working on a new system to replace the current knowledge test. And Facebook is bringing in a new dislike button. It'll be an alternative to its widely used like button, which is for responding to messages posted by other people. The company says it's for sad events like someone dying. Dave Lee is our technology reporter. Facebook's like button is a simple way for users to signal approval, a virtual thumbs up. The most popular content on Facebook can gain millions upon millions of likes in just a few hours. Yet since the button's introduction in 2009, many of Facebook's users have been calling for the opposite, a dislike button to signal disapproval. Although reluctant at first, Facebook is giving in to those demands, but Chief Executive Mark Zuckerberg said he wanted the button to signal empathy or pity rather than nastiness. BBC Radio Norfolk News now of the sport. Here's Phil Daly. Full-back Luke Shaw suffered a double fracture of his right leg in Manchester United's Champions League 2 defeat at PSV Eindhoven. The 20-year-old England international will have an operation on his return to Manchester. Manchester City also lost 2-1 in their Champions League game against Juventus. It's a big day of sport in Great Yarmouth today. Big-name jockeys like Frankie de Tori are at the racecourse for day two of the Eastern Festival. Then later, it's the grand final of this year's East Anglian Greyhound Derby at Yarmouth Stadium. And all-rounder Zaffa Ansari's hopes of an England test debut are in doubt after he dislocated his thumb while fielding for Surrey yesterday. That's it for now. More sport at 6.30.
BBC Radio Norfolk weather. So it looks like some places will be dry at first, but the cloud is going to continue to thicken with outbreaks of heavy rain spreading from the south by this afternoon. Some brighter spells developing later, but scattered thundery downpours likely in the east. Highs today of 17 degrees Celsius, that's 63 in Fahrenheit. Then tonight, generally rather cloudy with outbreaks of rain, heavy and thundery at times at first, but becoming lighter and more patchy by the end of the night and becoming quite breezy later. Lows of 11 degrees tonight, that's 52 in Fahrenheit. Here she comes, look at we used to call noodling. They're noodling. All right, guys, calm down. So you can play guitar? Who can't? Yeah, jeez. Ed Miliband had a comedy script writer. Did you hear that in Tony's bulletin? A woman used to write jokes for Ed Miliband. He should have told them. Would have been nice to have heard. I think she's the same person that wrote the script for um, Last of the Summer Wine. That kind of gentle humour where it's not really funny, but, you know, if there's a laughter track behind it, you'll, you'll think it is. Morning, guys. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. God damn it, we, there's a heathen in Parliament who refuses to uh, sing God Save the Queen. This is outrageous, isn't it? Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Uh, we'll talk about Jeremy Corbyn's refusal to uh, sing God Save the Queen in a, in a bit. But first of all, let's say it was great to have you back, Kelly. Thank you, player. And um, Catherine? Good evening. There we go. Um, 03459 555555 is the telephone number. Now, uh, I don't want to see more babies die. Those are the words of a mother from Milton Keynes at the end of an inquest into her son's death. A coroner has now made a ruling to prevent similar deaths in future at Milton Keynes Hospital after Ethan Johnson died when he was a day old in January. Well, his death came after the trust had already made a number of changes following five deaths within an eight-month period. Jessica Cooper has been uh, looking into this. Jessica, what happened to Ethan? Well, Ethan's mother, Claire, had been trying for a baby for some time. Ethan was going to be her first child and he was due on Christmas Eve last year. So she reported having contractions on the 31st of December. Um, She went into hospital at that time. She was assessed and sent home, like many women are, at the very beginning stages. They don't really want them in hospital for hours and hours when nothing's going to happen for a while. Um, She went back again on the 2nd of January, so two days later. She was told she was only two centimetres dilated. Uh, sent home again and so she was booked in for an induction on the 4th of January and that's when things started to go wrong really at that point she'd already been having these contractions for four days and according to her that they'd they'd started on the 31st so when she arrived on the 4th of January which was a Sunday um, she wasn't monitored straight away some members of staff didn't know the baby hadn't moved for 12 hours something which she said wasn't that uncommon uh, for this baby's behaviour but Mm was maybe ringing alarm bells for some members of staff. When they hooked her up to monitoring uh, for the CTG, um, they couldn't get a clear reading of the baby's movements. He didn't seem to be moving very much. And when the waters were broken, they could see thick meconium in the waters, which was signalling that the baby may be in some distress. Um, So emergency cesarean happened very quickly. Ethan was born with no heartbeat, um, which was able to be recovered, but he did die the next day. And Claire Johnson, Ethan's mum, told the inquest um, when she gave evidence, which was very moving, She said, I just want the truth about why my son died. If there were mistakes made, then they need to be honest. Uh, Does the family feel the inquest uh, told them more about what happened to Ethan? Well, yes, the coroner uh, did find that there was a missed opportunity to deliver Ethan by C-section earlier, which I think is the uh, answer that uh, Claire, Ethan's Mm. mum, was looking for. Uh, Could something have happened before it did? Um, The hospital did say during the evidence they can't know if that would have changed the outcome, but the family do believe that it would have. Um, Gary Williams is their solicitor. Ethan's death was reviewed internally by the hospital. That investigation concluded his death was unavoidable, but Ethan's family felt this investigation left many questions unanswered and issues unaddressed. As a result of the inquest hearing, Mrs Johnson now feels that she has a much better understanding of what happened on the day Ethan was born, what the risks were and what could have been done to change what happened. And Ian, we also heard about a number of problems um, regarding the maternity care at the hospital. Things like lack of communication between staff, um, difficulties dealing with more than one emergency at once at the same time that Claire Johnson's Mm. um, was in trouble. A woman had been brought in uh, by an ambulance having an eclamptic fit, which was deemed to be extremely serious. It was almost like they couldn't decide which woman could take priority mm. and they didn't have enough staff to be able to deal with both at the same time. Gosh. So there was this thing where they were kind of going in between the rooms. Um, also, problems reaching senior staff. There was uh, an interesting moment in the inquest when a member of staff referred to a conversation. She'd bleeped a consultant um, who she said it was an urgent uh, a need for him to come. And he said, I'm eating my lunch and I'll come when I'm finished. Um, wow. 
which he later then gave evidence to say he made a clinical decision, the person was stable, he was only five minutes. uh, But that also raised alarm bells for the coroner who uh, felt that that wasn't right. Mm. Um, And I think that also raised alarm bells for the family. This was actually dealing with the other woman, not Claire. So the ones at the same time. Um, And then also evidence about um, clinical decisions um, the patients being stable and the, the consultants um, maybe not coming as soon as they could have in certain situations. Um, and also Ethan's mum, Claire, was describing the situation really as chaotic. She mm. said she felt nobody was taking charge and nobody actually bothered to tell her what was happening. What have the hospital had to say? Well, they um, have, as you would expect, welcomed the coroner's decision. Ed Neal, who is the head of Women's and Children's Services at the hospital, says they have already made changes. We have new members of staff in post, a new matron, a new head of midwifery uh, since Ethan's death already, and we are seeing changes within Milton Keynes Hospital that I'm quite confident will help to satisfy the coroner when we respond to the detail of his letter. So Ian Ethan died in January, but that was after the hospital had made changes uh, following five deaths within an eight-month period between 2013 and 2014, although the hospital would say that they're always making changes, so it wasn't as if they were just going to stop. Lessons have been learnt, you know, it's that, it's that we've, lessons have well, learned lessons maybe a little bit too late, yeah. unfortunately. So they say they, they're continuing to improve. Mm-hmm. One of the things they said that they've done since Ethan's death is bought a sim baby uh, for £30,000. And their argument for having that is because you can only talk about scenarios so much and actually the staff need to practice um, in in the most realistic way they can. So they've got this baby and they're going to create scenarios that they may face to hopefully uh, help improve training for people in these difficult circumstances. Um, Ed Neal did say to the inquest he, he would love to say that they could change what happened. He said they might have been able to, but they just won't know. OK, Sim Baby to one side. What happens now? Well, the hospital now has 56 days to respond about what they're going to do uh, to make sure that they address that issue from the coroner to prevent future deaths in similar circumstances. Uh, the coroner says he is confident as a result of Ethan's inquest that that will happen. All right, well, later on in the show, we'll be hearing more from Ed Neal, Head of uh, Women's and Children's Services at Milton Keynes Hospital. Jess Cooper, thank you very much indeed. 03459 455555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Uh, so, um, uh, what's his name? What's his name? What, Corbyn? Yeah! Of course it's going to be him, isn't it? Corbyn! He's, so, it's either the BBC or it's Corbyn's fault. Yeah. In fact, we can play that today. Is it the BBC's fault? Or is it Corbyn's fault? Well, I, that game. Us or him? Us or him? We'll play that later on. I don't quite know what the rules will be. We'll throw out things. You have to decide whether it's Corbyn's fault or ours. He's. Um, um, well, I, I, all I've seen is the picture. Did he? Did he not sing the national anthem did the whole way through? He, as according to the Labour Party, he maintained a respectful silence. And if he'd sung it, he would have been held up as a hypocrite. Did you see the front page of The Sun yesterday was a lie? Yeah. <laughs> was it about how he's going to shake the Queen's hand for six... He kissed her hand for six million. No, he didn't. That's yeah. not the requirement. That was a lie. Uh, so that's a lie. That's why I'm questioning this. OK, it happened. Who knows... Who even knows the words? Let's, if only, let's go to a young person. Kelly. No, and don't... And <clears throat> this is... Uh, I will do not much better than you. Do you know the words... I know the first bit. Let me, ask, let me finish the question, Jeff. OK, sorry. Do you know the words... <laughs> yes. I know the first bit. Jeff... I'm going to get there. Do you know, know the, the to the national anthem? Bit. 
Go I know then. the bit that <clears throat> says God saves our gracious queen. Well, you don't, obviously, because like, God saves our gracious queen. <laughs> well, then I don't. <laughs> I know if the he fir- did, we wouldn't have to sing. I know the first four lines. Shall we do it together? Sure. God, God saved, saved our... Queen. Hang on, Kelly's already out. You said She's God saved. Queen. What is it? Oh, no, just God save. Yep. God save, save our gracious queen. queen. Long live, live our great... Why are you <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is more fun than I thought. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Fine so far on the M1, but there are roadworks between Junction 12 for Flitwick and 11 for Dunstable. There's a lane closed each way, so that could cause delays later. On the A421 Standing Way in Milton Keynes at the Bleak Hall Roundabout, there's a lane closed there for roadworks, which could also cause some queues. And on the North Orbital Road between the Park Street Roundabout and the London Coney Roundabout, there's roadworks there too, which is likely to get busy. It's starting to build up on the North Circular Road westbound from the M1 at the Staples Corner flyover towards Wembley. And on the trains, Great Northern have no service between Finsbury Park and Morgate because they've got a power problem, but you can use your tickets on the London Underground. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 6.16. Uh, do you know the words to the national anthem? 03459 455 555. I know there's a verse about making Scotland um, um, our, our, well, our bitches, basically. That's what, it, that's what it's about, isn't it, really? There's a verse about poning Scotland's backsides. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio at 6.17 on uh, Wednesday the 16th September. Milton Keynes Hospital has been told by a coroner to improve leadership of its maternity services to avoid future deaths. Bedfordshire Police have confirmed plans to close five inquiry offices in the county from next January and older motorists in Buckinghamshire are being urged to take driving courses in order to reduce the number of accidents. I've been saying this for ages. Get more from BBC Three Counties Radio on Line by liking our Facebook page. Take part in our conversations, including what we talk about every afternoon. Well, it's kind of how most taxes work. So most taxes work that, you know, on the first bit you pay no tax, on the next bit you pay basic rate tax, on the next bit you pay 40%, then 45%. See pictures and videos you won't get anywhere else. What we're going to do today is take you around for a lap of the Silverstone Grand Prix circuit, or 3.66 miles, which will be used for this year's British Grand Prix. Get more from BBC Three Counties Radio online by liking our Facebook page page at facebook.com slash bbc 3cr okay we go stand up go stand up okay, stand up do it probably god save our Hang on a minute. She said stop again. Stop. You oh, said, sorry. You said saved again. When did he I save her? I was thinking her? of the other one. Just move me, Michael. You've got to stand up. You've got to, I, than I thought. Oh, God. And the thing is, I'm old enough to remember Kelly Betts mm. at the end of um, uh, the cinema, then playing the national anthem in the cinema. Oh, yeah, I'm old enough to remember, remember that. that. See, I've never had to sing it. Well, all right, you... Jeremy Corbyn, if you love him so much, why don't you go and <laughs> give have me a an, hippie marriage that's not legally where, binding? Were you not like a guide or a brownie or anything? Yeah, but that was years ago. So did you go to church? I bet you skived off church parade. I don't, I don't think I ever went to church parade. Okay. Well, yeah, no, now, is, now you have to sing it because you work for BBC. Okay, so do, do it properly. It's not God saved. Yeah, let's, let's go to <clears throat> Big build up. Dramatic. Mm. What, by myself? Okay. How gracious queen. Long live our. Queen. Queen. 
God save the Queen. Could you not know that bit? Oh, yeah. Centre Victorious, happy oh, I thought that was Victoria, the Queen. long to reign. Oh, you're copying me. For us, God save the Queen. Let's be having you. It turns out I do know that bit. I think I might know the next bit. Well, I'm afraid that we don't have the uh, copyright to play that. It turns out that I like that bit because it's got something the, about pouring gifts on her, isn't it? The next yeah, thing. pouring something on her. There's the um, it's got that mate. There's got the cheat line in there. Long to rain o'er us. Oh, I never say o'er. It's o'er. Is it? It's o apostrophe e r. Long to rain o'er us. Gosh. Because they rhymed it with what was it? Was the rhyme onerous? What's the rhyme? Long victorious, happy and glorious, long to reign over us. During the during the break for headlines, Kelly was going seriously. Tell me what the tell me what the words are, and then she went. I know there's a bit about Victoria. Nobody knows beyond that, apart from your finest gifts in store on her. Be pleased to pour. Prince Edward, Prince Edward, Jimmy Tarbuck, and Royal Bumlicks. Those people, they know the rest. I don't think anybody else knows it. And I do, is there a problem with him not singing it? I, so, sometimes, I'm trying to think the last event I was at where the national anthem was sung. Sometimes I sing it, sometimes I don't sing it. It depends how I'm feeling on the day. It's, it's, I just ride the vibe. Mm. And if the mm. vibe is, is good, then I, I'll sing it. If the vibe is bad, I'm not going to sing if it. If everyone else is singing loud, you can just do the mouth. Huh? You can just mouth it. Yeah, exactly. You could just mouth it. Um, you know, don't go too far. Don't do the whole Whitney Houston busy lips. No one believes that. Oh, well, they, her lips were far too busy. And look what happened to her in the end. Unbelievable. Oh three four five nine four in a bathtub. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Um, oh no, they got ages ago, sorry.
Knickerbockers, <laughs> you plums. So hang on, you're telling me that nobody heard the first five minutes of this show because I forgot to take take control. No, so when you were talking about Ed Miliband's comedy writers, oh. they thought you were joking. They oh. thought it was an elaborate ruse. Listen, excellent. So and no one, hey, no one. I've been telling everyone it was technical issues. No, I, I forgot to press the the four the buttons on the touchscreen, so no one got to hear this. They heard the end of it. Well, you can hear the you can hear the beginning. And then you can make up the middle like, in your own time, okay? But at least they know what the weather's like in Norfolk today. Okay, you missed that. Oh. You missed that at the top of the show. Proper knees up. I might play it again. It is like it's a Cockney scar knees up. If you've been driving since your town was nothing but fields... You must be tired. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you, Kelly. Um, our jokes are written by the same woman that writes Ed Miliband's. She must be tired. Eh? Mm. Bored. It may be time to pack it in. And Buckinghamshire County Council's offering a course to tell you whether that time has come. Not because they hate old people, but because, oh boy, oh boy, at last, validation. I've been saying this for years. What, that you hate old people? Yeah. No. You must be tired. Oh, no. Yeah, your mic's off now, because that's... that's well, you encouraged it. Well, I did, actually, yeah. I'll, put, I'll open the mic again then. Uh, because there's been a 60% rise in the number of serious collisions involving drivers over 65. I've been saying this for years and years and years. Uh, I've been more generous than Bucks County Council. I say at the age of 67, you should have to take your licence again every year. And if you fail, uh, then you lose your licence. Well, this isn't going to be draconian enough for you, then, because it's optional. So it's for people who've already got a suspicion they might not Why be the best. Why is the campaign necessary? Well, the council says that in the five years from 2009 to 2013, the number of collisions that killed or seriously injured drivers over 65 rose by almost 60% from 27 in 2009 to 43 in 2013. Now, the main causes of those accidents, illness, fatigue, distraction and uncorrected defective eyesight. They were um, uh, um, almost as big as earth, wind and fire, those guys. In the 70s, they just didn't quite make it. No. The council's concerned that increased car ownership and an ageing population means people are driving older and for longer and they're at greater risk of being involved in a crash. Um, in books, just to let you know, a few stats. <sighs> the uh, population of over 65 is expected to rise from almost 85,000 to just over 115,000 by 2025. Good for them. Well, they keep having babies. <laughs> they keep having old babies. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? I can. If you and I'm sure that I read this somewhere that if a couple over the age of seventy have a baby, the baby is instantly fifty. <laughs> Difficult delivery. They have to. Stop. They leave it with the neighbour next door. What does this driving course involve? It's a, a one-hour assessment. It'll cost you thirty-seven pounds. It's in your own car on a route familiar to you. <laughs> I'm talking to you because you're heading that way. Huh? And based on your driving needs, they yeah. get a detailed written report outlining recommendations to improve driving technique and the aim is to increase their awareness of the effects that age can have on their skills and to help them with strategies to reduce the risk of being involved in a collision. 
Now, the councillor in charge of transport at Bucks County Council is Mark Shaw, and he says there's no national statutory, statutory refresher course to, or test for older drivers. Well, there should be. Well, and I believe we should all do we can we can uh, what we can locally to keep our older drivers driving safely on our roads. Take Co- it, take the keys. Courses like our mature driver scheme do an enormous amount to help keep driving skills sharpened and strengthen everyday confidence. One thing I'm really curious about is I need to know how popular has this course been. Well, I'm glad you asked me that because I have the details. Oh, well, it's quite quite dunk. Since April 2012, more than 260 older drivers have taken the course. The youngest 61, the oldest 94. How many failed? More than 25 have returned for reassessment. I don't know whether you can fail, but the fact that more than a quarter have gone back suggests that they might not have been up to scratch. Oh, here we go. Look, it, listen to Doreen. In one case, an 85-year-old resident who wants only to be known as Doreen, because her name's Marjorie, no, it's not, has taken the course five <laughs> times because she wants to make sure her driving skills are up to date. Five mm. times. In another case, 71-year-old Arthur Edwards, who doesn't care if we name him, has been driving for more than 50 years. Yeah. He must be tired. And he was so impressed with the course and the detail it covered, he says he'll take another two or three... Hang on, another in two or three years' time. Arthur, who is the chairman of Prince's Risborough Community Association, says he feels more confident and a safer driver, adding, I've benefited from a reminder to be more aware of what's going on around me, to use my near-side mirror more often, and I've learned tactics to avoid speed creep. Speed creep. Of the 260 mature driver assessments conducted since 2012, 29% were medical referrals from GP surgeries and specialists such as memory clinics. I have said this before. I didn't think I'd ever have to say it again. Okay, I'm going to be more generous. At the age of 67, you should have to take your test every, let's be generous, every two years because your body is your body and your mind slow down. My body and my mind are significantly slower than when I was 24, primarily because I'm not on amphetamines. But it's significantly slower. Yeah. I, I think putting it in the, uh, you know, making it optional is a bit of a shame. Tony Fisher's joined us in the uh, the uh, hub. You're not going to accuse me of being an older driver, are you? Well, I'm going to accuse you of being an older, uh, uh, unable to drive your desk. Could you turn your microphone on? <laughs> no, well, listen, we've all cocked up because your first bulletin, no one heard it. Just us. I know. Just uh, don't know that you ran well, in at the last minute. Well, I got, um, as I said, I got um, five likes for that bulletin. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the trains, there's no service for Great Northern trains between Finsbury Park and Moorgate because of a power cut. So that's affecting trains from Letchworth Garden City to Moorgate. It's expected to cause problems till 9 o'clock this morning. On the North Circular Road in Neeston, that's slow westbound between the M1 at the Staples Corner flyover and Wembley. Also nearby in St Albans on the North Orbital Road, there's a lane closed there in both directions between the Park Street roundabout and the London Coney roundabout, so expect queues there. And the A40 in High Wycombe has roadworks at the junction for Chorley Road, so that could cause some Q's too. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Coming up in the show, I'll be talking about a game that Catherine and I like to play on long journeys. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30. I'm Tony Fisher. The headlines. Milton Keynes Hospital has been told to improve leadership of its maternity services to avoid future deaths. The unit was heavily criticised by a coroner at an inquest into the death of Ethan Johnson, who died in January when he was a day old.
Bedfordshire Police have confirmed plans to close five inquiry offices in the county from next January. The front desks of the police stations in Houghton Regis, Biggleswade, Dunstable, Leighton Buzzard and Flittick will shut as part of proposals to save a quarter of a million pounds. There are fresh signs of policy tensions between Jeremy Corbyn and his new frontbench team. Labour leaders made clear he wants to abolish the benefit cap, but last night the Shadow Work and Pensions Secretary, Owen Smith, said that doing so would be foolhardy. And older motorists in Buckinghamshire are being urged to take driving courses in order to reduce the number of accidents. It follows a 60% rise in the number of serious collisions involving drivers over 65. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Manchester United manager Louis van Gaal says it was a very bad tackle that caused defender Luke Shaw to suffer a double fracture of his right leg in their 2-1 Champions League defeat at PSV Eindhoven. The heavy challenge went unpunished. Colin McNamara reports. Manchester United have lost their opening group game of the Champions League, but the real cost of this defeat may well be the injury sustained by Luke Shaw. Manager Louis van Gaal later confirmed it was a double fracture. It'll be a long road to recovery now for the young England international who, after struggling during his first season at Old Trafford had actually started this new campaign in really good form. Memphis Depay scored against his old club to put Manchester United in front but they were beaten by two goals to one. Afterwards, Philip Koku spoke of the devastation in his team's dressing room once the PSV players had learned of the severity of Shaw's injury. Manchester City's European woes continue. Despite leading with 20 minutes to go, they lost 2-1 at home to Juventus, a result the manager Manuel Pellegrini thinks didn't reflect the match. Well, I think that was a strange game. I don't think that we deserve to lose this game. We played better than Juventus. We had three clear options to score. I think that really performed made good save and we were very unlucky, especially in the, in the first goal. So we play against a strong team with not too many options, but I think that we controlled the game. Elsewhere, Cristiano Ronaldo moved three clear of Lionel Messi at the top of the Champions League scoring charts after a hat-trick against Shakhtar Donetsk. Tonight, Chelsea hosts Maccabi Tel Aviv at Stamford Bridge. Arsenal travel to Dinamo Zagreb but are likely to be without Per Mertesacker after the defender was involved in a minor road traffic accident on Monday on the M1. Jack Wilshire and Danny Welbeck are also out. The Information Commissioner has ruled that the confidential terms of West Ham's move to the Olympic Stadium should be made public. A BBC documentary revealed that West Ham would be getting many of the running costs of the £700 million stadium paid for by the taxpayer. That's the news and sport. The next full bulletin is at seven. Everybody knows that I love you. Everybody knows that I need you. Everybody Except you I told the stars
get to see the fly past Gareth if you're out there call us call us well no call Southern Counties and you'll get us <laughs> did he get to see the fly past should I ring him back uh, yeah what now uh, yeah at 6.37 I imagine um, do you think he'll be up I he doubt. rang us at that time I doubt he sleeps find out if he rang the, if he saw the fly past and um, uh, we'll have a word with him All right. thank you Kelly that's very very kind of you yeah I worried about that too because didn't they shift the time <clears throat> Ian it is the national anthem I do not believe in God, <clears throat> but it is one of the words in one of the dreariest an- anthems. So someone obviously anti-anthem. Oh, hang on. But put passion into it and feel some patriotism. Americans have their kids do Star Spangled Banner every day, no. and that's worse than ours. No, they don't. They pledge allegiance. If Comrade Corbyn chooses not to sing up to him. Okay. Oh, that was confusing. That was a twist at the end. I thought it was make him have it. Have you got a problem with Jeremy Corbyn not singing the National Anthem? You haven't. You didn't. You haven't. But you're being told you have. And you want more reasons to hate him. So now you have. Do you see in the mirror, you've got Dan Chuck and someone called Blythe, another, um, both Labour MPs. Dan Chuck reckons that it, part of the job of being leader of the opposition is singing uh, as loudly as you can and with gusto out of respect. The other fellow says, no, we live in a free country. It was no disrespect to the... Uh, the armed forces or the Queen, you just didn't have to sing it. You know, it's part, part of living in a free world. I'll be honest, right, because he knew this was going to be picked apart. Balls of steel. Of course he did. Balls of steel. To stand there with all of the press, their lenses focused entirely on you, waiting. What would you rather be called, though, disrespectful or a hypocrite? <clears throat> I guess if you're a politician, you don't want to be a hypocrite, do you? I have, you know, whether you think he's any good or not, I, I, I think I think 
you have to respect him for standing up for what he believes in in front of uh, the world. Yeah, the world, the British press, who are some of the snarkiest press in the press in the world. But he stood up for what you can't have a problem with him not singing the national anthem. Do you know all the words? Would you sing it? Do you always sing it? No, of course you don't. Of course you don't. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Kels, did he see it? He's not answering. Oh, maybe he's still there. Maybe. Oh, oh he's... Gareth's calling in. Get him, get him. Get him on, bang a gun. Get him on. Oh, Gareth. Get him on. What have you spotted in the papers while we're waiting for big guys? Oh, God. Oh, do you want to read? Something awful. I don't want to read out. OK, don't read that. Um, no, no. A woman burnt her... No, no I don't, don't want to read no, that. No, don't want to read that. And... Uh, oh, OK, I'll do Elton it's John. It's all horrible, isn't it? No, there's some good stuff in the papers, actually. Oh, so. well, Elton John. Me... Here we go. Oh, Elton John thinks he spoke to Putin. Elton, my gay rights phone call to Putin. So Elton John says he has spoken to Vladimir Putin on the phone and will meet him to discuss gay rights. The singer, 68, um, posted a picture of Putin on Instagram... That's not proof. It was a he phone wrote, call. I'm trying to do an Elton John impression. I want to kiss the Brad. Thank you to President Putin for reaching out and speaking via telephone with me today. Is that yeah, how- but did you hear Putin said it wasn't him? I look forward to meeting with you face to face to discuss LGBT equality in Russia. But Mr. Putin's spokesman denied any phone call had t- taken place. Putin did not have conversation with this Elton John figure. The president will be ready to meet Elton John if there is a request. So, where was Rory Bremner? Ah, Gareth, where was Rory Bremner? Gareth. Yeah, yeah. Where I, was I Rory Bremner? Rory Bremner, he hasn't been on telly for a long time. He hasn't. And there used to be a girl who used to do all the girls in imitations. You don't see her. Cheryl Ronnie Kennedy, Ancona. No, there was, I think it was Cheryl Kennedy before. I'm, I'm talking Charles, about... Faith well, Brown. Faith Brown. Kelly Monteith did a lot of imitations. Oh, I'm older. Um, hands up anyone in this room who remembers Kelly Monteith. Just my hand. Kelly Monteith was a Canadian comedian. He had a late night BBC TV series. I'm going to say 1981, because we just bought a video recorder so we could tape it. And the opening titles were like photos. <laughs> it was like a photo montage. Do you remember the episode where he had a waterbed? I remember when he was in a deaf meeting and they were chatting in the back with sign language and people objected. That's the most <laughs> funny bit I remember. Ah, <laughs> Kelly Monteith. Yeah. Anyway, Gareth, did you get to the flyby past? I, I went to Basingstoke and I got there for 12 in spite of roadworks. Oh. And I stand around till 3.15 and nothing. Oh. And yet the television kept saying over Basingstoke. Yeah. And I spoke, there were people with mobile phones and they said, well, they're in Romsey and they're in Hursley, but there's only two. The television said there were four. They were in groups of four. Did you look but, up? Well, of course I looked up. I had oh. binoculars and everything. Oh, OK. And the weather was perfect. The, the radio said, oh, 2.30, two, 2.40 or something. Yeah. And then the, the weather at that time was perfect, although it was rain either side. And the sort of clouds you want in the... You know, if you want to do a, a, a painting of clouds, you can do, do better. And there were, there were two or three helicopters around, but no other planes at all, which is unusual. Yeah. And um, there was only two or three other people around. I would have got uh, to... Uh, now, if I'm waiting for an event, if there are only two or three other people, that's when I start to get a little bit angsty and think, ah, maybe I should be elsewhere. Well, the silliest thing of all, I live in Caversham, and, you know, when it was too late to come home, they said, oh, they're coming over Caversham Park. Well, I oh, found no. Caversham Park. They actually said, well, they were actually quite a way away, but we wanted to big it up for the radio. Oh. And the people at Old Basing House said they were on top of the tower oh. and saw something in the distance. 
at the same time as they were carriage and park. But I can't see that, you know, you could see the same planes at 23 miles or something. So there were people all over your part of England looking at this guy and pointing at planes. Yeah, well, the silly wow. thing, on the television last night, they said, we want to show the maximum number of people. Well, if they'd gone at 12 o'clock, the people in the services and pools would still be inside. If they'd Did, done it at 4 o'clock, the kids would be coming out of school. But if they'd uh, done it on the weekend with other events on, well, they'd have got 10 times more people. Are you disappointed? <sighs> Difficult to say. This whole month has been mess, mess, mess. And, you know, it's, it's bloody typical... There was an occasion where I would almost rather not go to blame someone else for getting in my way, you know what I mean? Who do you blame more? Do you blame the BBC this time or Jeremy Corbyn? Uh, Well, he wasn't singing the national anthem, but I I don't think the planes went in the wrong direction because of him not singing. Okay, so it's the BBC's fault this time. Well, the the, the, the BBC's fault for having too much Jeremy Corbyn and ignoring all the other things in the world, like Axe and Mosque and space flights and stuff, you know. It's, um, you did your best. We we did our best, and, and I hope uh, you appreciate that we tried, Gareth. Yeah, and we weren't. Yeah, Berkshire was slightly helpful, but to tell you, you know, a, a it was moving from twelve till two, and then it was yeah. two thirty, and then it was two forty. Who was who was more helpful? Okay, I'm going to give you three options here. Was it BBC South, BBC Berkshire, or BBC Three Counties Radio? Who was the most helpful? You were the most helpful. Yes. But the the BBC South still said they went over Basingstoke, and I. But you can't ring BBC South. You know, they're not well, in it the doesn't exist. Book. It doesn't well, exist. They're not in the, the back no. of the Radio Times. It's because no. they don't want the truth. Yeah, well, they don't because it's not the, not the first time. I, say no, the, I think the Sky said they went in fours, which they didn't. And uh, there definitely up. wasn't more than one Blenheim, whatever. The, it's the, another the BBC cover-up. We've had it happen before, and I thought we'd got to the end of this. Well, talking of cover-ups, what happened to the mad cow disease? That everyone was supposed to die of mad cow disease. But um, are they covering it up, or was it a full scare? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 towards London, the lane's been closed at Junction 9 for Redbourne because of vehicles broken down there. It's busy on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for the A41 at Watford. And on the M11 northbound, the lane's been closed just after Junction 8 for Bishop Stortford. And that's it being coned off in that lane. On the A1 southbound in Borehamwood, there are queues from the Holiday Inn towards Barnet Lane in the Stirling Corner. And on the trains, Great Northern have no service between Finsbury Park and Moorgate because they've got a power cut. So that's affecting trains from Letcher with Garden City. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. I think they managed to stop the mad cow. He's right, everyone was supposed to die, but I, th- I think they managed to stop it before that happened. Fingers crossed. I'm still nervous about the, um, the uh, avian flu. Mm. HN5. N1? Yeah. M1, North Circular, M4, Bosch. It's 6.46. It's Wednesday, the 16th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A coroner has heavily criticised Milton Keynes Hospital following the death of a one-day-old baby at the Trust in January this year. Bedfordshire Police have confirmed plans to close five inquiry offices in the county from next January. And older motorists in Buckinghamshire are being urged to take driving courses in order to reduce the number of accidents. Let's get the weather. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Today is going to be fairly wet, I'm afraid to say. At the moment, most places are dry. The bulk of the rain's towards the east, but it's not going to stay this way. We will see some heavy... 
Sometimes persistent rain moving from south to north through the course of the morning and then some thundery downpours later on this afternoon. The Met Office has a yellow weather warning in place for this rain. Now we could see some localised flooding um, causing problems on motorways as well. So something to watch out for through this morning and this afternoon as well. Temperature is going to suffer because of it. We're looking at a maximum of just 15 Celsius. Now overnight tonight, further outbreaks of rain and thundery downpours, but gradually they're pulling away eastwards as they do pull away eastwards. The wind is going to pick up, becoming quite breezy through the night. Minimum temperature 9 Celsius. Starting off cl uh, cloudy and windy tomorrow morning, but gradually this will start to improve. We'll get some sun breaking through the clouds, some sunny spells. The wind falls a little lighter, so becoming a little more settled as we head through Thursday. And that's your forecast. Cheers, Medus. Original British drama on BBC One. The doctor is in danger. He hasn't got a plan yet. So he will have, and it will be spectacular. I'm the doctor, and I save people. What is happening? Same old, same old, just the doctor and Clara Oswald in the TARDIS. Born to save the universe. It's my party, and all of me is invited. Doctor Who, Saturday at 7.40 on BBC One and BBC One HD. I, I always, I'm, I'm, I play songs that are a bit, ar bit arch and a bit um, uh, left of centre. I thought, I'm going to play something by the Beatles. Let's just, just let's do something mainstream. Let's, let's, I'm Chris, excited. you like that? Yeah, I'm excited by the, um, the new Beatles DVD that's coming out. And then I thought, oh, let's have this. Smoothly done. Some thinking time. Ah. You ain't no dancer 
Morning, guys. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. I love that song. Although I'm tempted to play all eight minutes and twenty two seconds, we could just squeeze it in before the news. Of um, you familiar with this work? Yes. Do you know this? Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Has anybody ever sat through Revolution Number Nine by the Beatles more than once? <laughs> this is what it is for eight and a half minutes. Gosh, you number have to endure nine. that. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Let's skip forward nine. five minutes and see how lo- see how nine. things are going. Hang on, here we go. Here it is. Don't do drugs, kids. This is the dark well, side of drugs. Well, I didn't, but I feel like I am. And let's just get to the end. Oh, it's on a Beatles album. They don't do the monkeys, do they? <laughs> they don't. They did. They did. They like. They, they like the monkeys. That's the end of uh, a Beatles song there. Done. Mm, mm. Oh dear, I love I love um, uh, rock and roll. I played you the um, uh, the Beach Boys disco song, didn't I? I think you did. All all twelve minutes of uh, the Beach Boys disco song. It really is. Did you? Did I ever play it to you, Kelly? No. Oh, Kelly, I was I was really tempted to play it. It's um it's ten minutes fifty two, right? Of disco. Of disco. This is the Beach Boys. Okay. Mm. Playing the spoons, eh? Yeah. Ten minutes and fifty-two. Are there any vocals? Yeah, about two minutes into it. Okay. Cool. Look forward to them. This is the one that's got. A, I'm sure you sent me the YouTube link. It's, it's got, got a monkey like, in it. It's got yeah, mon- monkey palm noise. trees. Yeah. They played it uh, once live in concert. They were booed off stage. <laughs> 1979, about two years after the disco phenomenon had peaked. Here how, we go. how far into the set were they booed off? No, um, this is. This is towards the end. Okay. Here we go. It's I. Robo Beach Boys. I quite like this. I quite like this. Yeah, but if you're expecting the Beach Boys and you get this, it's a bit of a duff do, isn't it? No, it's a little bit of a duff do. Well, um, we'll, we'll keep going back to this as the show progresses. I've got Justin Dilly on the line. Morning, Justin. Oh, boss, why would people complain about that? That is making me feel like a man, that tune. Yeah, but you Love like disco. disco. You yeah, this it. This Woo! is, uh, this is oh. up there with uh, this is uh, uh, up there with Kokomo as a feel-good <laughs> tune. I like this. Here we go. Hang on, here we go. Here we go. Here come the vocals. Oh, no, there's another 40 seconds to go. Justin, two oh. things for you today. Busy show. Yes, yes. Well, you can take your pick. You can do either. You can do all. You can do both. Old mm. people, uh, 65 and over, are being encouraged. It's suggested by Bucks County Council that they go and do a little driving reassessment. It's mm. about time, isn't it? Yeah, well, I know, I know you'd be in favour of that. I might go and talk to people this morning over the age of 65 who are driving, and I might ask them the question, do you feel that you are fit enough to drive? And just see what happens next. I'll do that for you, definitely. Some of those old women are well fit. <laughs> here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. Only got a little bit to go yet. Uh, take that to the streets. Also, yeah, yeah. Uh, does anyone actually know the words to the national anthem? Kelly Betts well, doesn't. I don't really. I know a few more than she does, but not many. I don't have a problem with Corbyn, and I don't know the words. Well, I've got no problem with Corbyn. I think he's an absolute legend. That's the first thing. But um, in terms of of God Save the Queen, I think most people know 
the, the verse we're all meant to know. Then apart from that, people won't know. But people are being outraged this morning yeah. just for the sake of it, aren't they? Yeah, you know, e so, so exactly. So what? Didn't sing it yesterday. So what? They're being told to feel angry, and now they've got another reason to hate him. Yeah. I, I know what. Why don't we hate him for his policies? If we don't <laughs> agree with the policies, then that's a reason. Yeah, I just can, think it's, it's overload this morning. Can you time. take him to the streets, boss? Of course I can. Speak to you later on. Ta-ta. Here we go. Here we go, here we go. They're about to start. They're two minutes 45 in. They're going to do the first verse. Here we go. There's another eight minutes of this to go. I think the monkey comes up in a minute. You might hear a monkey scream. I feel like twirling. Uh, it's, it's, it's good. Twirl. Here, we go, here we go. Here we go. He's going to sing. Mr. Carl Wilson on vocals. I like this. I want to get to the bit with the monkey. Hang on, there goes the sax. Here we go. Here we go. Comes a monkey. Comes a monkey. You ready? I think. Okay. Okay. We get the idea. Here comes a monkey. Here comes a monkey. Oh. oh, try to play Find the Monkey I in can, the... I can do a monkey if you want. Oh, no. oh, let's just go to the... Oh, for goodness sakes. Beach Boys, you've let me down. Here we go. Here we go. Big ending. Monkey. Monkey. Here it comes. Here it comes. Big ending in the monkey. I'm sure. Here comes Big Ending. Big Ending. Sure? Here we go. Here comes the monkey. Yes, yes. Okay, here it comes. Oh no, it doesn't. It doesn't. There's a monkey in there somewhere. Mm. Piece of talk. No! It goes. Ah, 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 ah. Still, it filled a few minutes. Regrets, we have a few. When it comes to the things we wish we'd done in our lives, there seems to be bad news for the state of our relationships and finances. Failing to save money was the nation's biggest downfall. With people wishing they put more cash aside. I wish I'd spent more cash. Uh, not travelling the world was a regret for 28%, but relationship issues dominated the list, including failing to marry the one who got away. And that's mm. sad. Pick a number between 1 and 15. I'll tell you what the regret is. Kelly Betts. 1 and 5 oh, did you say? Uh, uh, Catherine Ball, you try. 27. That regret is go out more. We'll... We'll, we'll do it. Well, go I like stopping in. Right, try again, Kelly. 43. Okay, that's between 1 and 5. <laughs> 43. <laughs> I bet you don't regret this one. You have more one-night stands. Oh. Never had one. Ooh, never had one? Loads. <laughs> um, uh, you pick another one? Uh, 20, 15. Um, been less annoying as a northerner. <laughs> <laughs> Show those closest how much I love them. Oh, no. Kelly, one more. Two. <laughs> Be less wasteful with money. I mean, travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
On the M1 towards London, a lane's closed between Junction 9 for Redbourne and 7 for Hempstead because of vehicles broken down, so it's looking a little bit slow there. On the A1M southbound, it's slow around Junction 8 for Hitchin, and on the M11 northbound, there's a lane closed between just after Junction 8 for Bishop Stortford. On the North Circular Road westbound, it's looking very slow there between the Cricket Billiton Pass and Hall Lane. That's because there's been an accident on Walthamstow Avenue, so people are slowing down to look. And on the trains, Great Northern have delays, uh, have no service between Finsbury Park and Moorgate because of a power curtain that's affecting trains until nine o'clock this morning. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. There, are, there are two good ones going this morning. If you want them. Older people, come on, 65 and over, of course you should uh, be forced, it should be law, to take your driving test. Your body and your mind are weakening. There will be exceptions to the rule. And you have to respect Jeremy Corbyn for having the balls not to sing the national anthem. And vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock. I'm Tony Fisher. The headlines. Milton Keynes Hospital heavily criticised following the death of another baby. Beds police to close five inquiry offices and drive to encourage older motorists to take tests in Buckinghamshire. BBC Three Counties Radio. A coroner says he fears that unless issues with leadership are addressed at Milton Keynes Hospital, there could be more death there in the future. The maternity unit was heavily criticised at an inquest into the death of Ethan Johnson, who died in January when he was a day old. His death came after the Trust had made a number of changes following the deaths of five babies over an eight-month period between 2013 and 2014. Ed Neal is Head of Women's and Children's Services at MK Hospital. I think with hindsight, which is a wonderful ability, um, we could have delivered Ethan earlier. What we will never know is whether delivering him earlier would have saved him. Um, because the changes and the, and the warning signs that we saw are not the sort of warning signs that you see for a baby that is about to die. Bedfordshire Police have confirmed plans to close five inquiry offices in the county from next January. The front desks of the police stations in Houghton Regis, Biggleswey, Dunstable, Leighton Buzzard and Flittick will shut as part of proposals to save a quarter of a million pounds. The force says the community policing teams will remain at the stations and an inquiry office will also open at the headquarters in Kempston next year. The Shadow Work and Pension Secretary Owen Smith has insisted Labour supports a cap on the amount families can receive in welfare payments each year, even though the party's leader, Jeremy Corbyn, said yesterday he wanted to remove the whole idea of the benefit cap. Mr Smith said his leader had been trying to make the point that people on low wages, such as cleaners and security staff in London, ought to be able to afford to live in the city. He said Labour's policy was to oppose the government's proposed reduction in the benefits cap from £26,000 to £23,000 and not to scratch it entirely. We are very clear. We are in favour of an overall reduction in the amount right. of money we spend on benefits in this country and we are in favour of limits on what individual families can draw down because I don't think the country would support us saying we were in favour of unfettered spending. Older motorists in Buckinghamshire are being urged to take driving courses in order to reduce the number of accidents. Follows a 60% rise in the number of serious collisions involving drivers over 65. Jane Killick has more. The campaign is being run by the County Council to keep mature motorists driving safer for longer. It says in the five years from 2009 to 2013, the number of collisions that killed or seriously injured drivers over 65 rose by almost 60%. From 27 in 2009 to 43 in 2013. 
The main causes were illness, fatigue, distraction and uncorrected defective eyesight. With more people owning cars and a rise in the population of over 65s, the council is worried there's a further risk of accidents. In sport, Manchester United manager Louis van Gaal says it was a very bad tackle that caused defender Luke Shaw to suffer a double fracture of his right leg in their 2-1 Champions League defeat at PSV Eindhoven. And Manchester City also threw away a lead, losing 2-1 at home to last year's finalist Juventus. Finally, the weather for beds, hearts and bucks. Places, some places dry at first, but cloud continuing to thicken with outbreaks of heavy rain by the afternoon. Top temperature, 15 degrees Celsius. Get the latest news and sport online, bbc.co.uk slash counties. Thank you, Tony. Sorry, the noise you may have heard during the bulletin was me opening my lunchbox. I've got sandwiches today. Chicken sandwiches. We had chicken yesterday. And chicken sandwiches. I know, and I'm sitting there thinking I'm really hungry. Oh, I've got food. Three and a half years into this gig, I'm finally looking at, uh, learning how to play it. We've had a few angry emails in Texas about the national anthem, right? About Jeremy Corbyn not singing it. And I've got the question. I've worked out what the question is, and it's really simple. Why do we have a national anthem? What, why do we have it? Why? There's your question, kids. Why do we have a national anthem? 03459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Why do we have it? I, I don't know... Why we have it? Um, is it to intimidate other people at football matches? Well, I guess part of it. Um, uh, well, uh, it's not in- intimidation, is it? I was going to say it was. It's uh, boasting. It's boasting. It's when, like a rap smackdown. When was it written? I'm going to say Queen Victoria. I'm going to say. Look, look, look at me get my. Dad. I'm going to say 1852. Queen Victoria. Let's have a look. We haven't always had it, had we? No. They must be, national anthems must be a relatively new, in the history of the world, the history of mankind, there must be a relatively new phenomenon. I'm going to say 1852, Queen Victoria, and there was, it is showing off, it's pure showing off, and um, um, subjugation of other nations, is that the right word? Yeah. Subjugation of the information in the nation? Um, Because it's about... Dissemination of information. It's, um, well, it's, it's, it's not dissemination, it's covering up of information. Well, dissemination being we're the best, deal with it. It's it's Commonwealth. It's Commonwealth, isn't it? And when we ruled the world. Well, yeah. Or, or, or when the, our ruling of the world was tailing off, so we had to kind of make a song and dance about it. That's mm-hmm. what it's for. Well, and also making Scotland feel a little bit smaller. Because there's a specific well, there's a nasty, part about, about Scotland, isn't it? Yeah. I bet the Scotch are well proud. Can we get a Scotch on and find out uh, if they're proud of a Corbyn? Picked. Um, but That's you, what they're referred to as, isn't it? You can, you can pick one if you want. I don't mind. <laughs> um, but uh, well, can someone tell me? There's a phone call there. Who? I, oh. What? That's got to be a hello, Paul. Is that real? Um, there, can someone tell me why do we have a national anthem? Because we're kind of getting all het up about Corbyn not singing the national anthem. But for, if you're annoyed by him or upset, then you you must know why we have a national anthem. Oh three four five nine, four double five five double five. Please eight one three double three. Start your text three CR. Although this is one of those things, it's kind of good to bounce some ideas around on. Why do we have a national anthem? 
<sighs> we'll talk about that more in a moment. Let's go to get on with this. Milton Keynes Hospital must improve the leadership of its maternity services to avoid future deaths. That's according to a coroner who found there was a missed opportunity to deliver Ethan Johnson earlier after he appeared to be in distress. He died in January when he was just one day old. Ethan's mum, Claire, said it was chaos when he was born and she doesn't want to see any more babies die. His death came after the hospital had already made changes following five five deaths within an eight eight I can't speak today, I do apologise, eight month period between twenty thirteen and twenty fourteen. Ed Neal, the head of women's and children's services at Milton Keynes Hospital, wasn't available to come on the show this morning, but he did speak to our reporter Jessica Cooper after the inquest. We have new members of staff in post, a new matron, a new head of midwifery uh, since Ethan's death already, and we are seeing changes within Milton Keynes Hospital that I'm quite confident will help to satisfy the coroner when we respond to the detail of his letter. He makes that ruling and changes are made, but maybe they don't go far enough because we still are in this situation again. What's going wrong? I think that he makes a number of rulings and, and PFDs. Um, I think that in the past, since I, certainly since I have been uh, in charge within the department, I'm not aware that he's made any PFDs in respect of the deaths that we had in 2013-14. He's accepted that we are making progress and making changes. I think now what he sees is uh, that we are only part way through those changes and he wants assurance that those changes are ongoing and improving care. You must have been concerned um, from some of the evidence you heard. Registrars um, not coming straight away, junior midwives saying they felt that there were no senior staff. Um, this, it seems almost that Claire's case wasn't deemed to be very serious until the very last second when it was too late. I think if you look at the clinical trace that, that was discussed in court a lot, um, what you will see there is that a, a trace that is not necessarily immediately pre-morbid and about to determine that a baby will die. But what, whatever happened, happened in the latter stages of that uh, unfortunate period of time, uh, possibly even around the transfer to delivery suite. And things obviously became much more acute for poor Ethan, uh, such that he was unable to survive it. Could you, um, with hindsight, ha have done anything differently, have saved Ethan? I think with hindsight, which is a wonderful ability, um, we could have delivered Ethan earlier. What we will never know is whether delivering him earlier would have saved him. Um, because the changes and the, and the warning signs that we saw are not the sort of warning signs that you see for a baby that is about to die. Uh, so whether or, whether or not it would have saved him is impossible to say. For mothers in Milton Keynes, we've heard of historical problems before with the maternity and labour wards. What would be your message to them? Is it still a safe place to give birth? Milton Keynes is still a very safe place to give birth. Uh, we had our problems two years ago. We are turning it around. Uh, the number of deaths is dro dropping dramatically. Uh, we have been reviewed by two royal colleges and the Care Quality Commission, and they all say that the hospital, the maternity department, is safe. So, yes, come and have your babies in Milton Keynes. Uh, that's Ed Neal, the head of women's and children's services at Milton Keynes Hospital, speaking to our reporter, Jessica Cooper. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Um, 
So, uh, when was the national anthem? Why do we have a national anthem? Is the question. If you're all, if you're upset by Jeremy Corbyn not singing the national anthem, then you you've got to know what it's for. What is it for? Really, I don't know what. It, sorry, we're, we're all eating chicken sandwiches now. Mm-hmm. They've been passed around. I don't know what it's for. We've had this in 1744. No, it was written in 1744. No, the first published version of what is the present tune appeared in 1744. We're going to be pendants about it. Okay, well, I'll be a pendant. It wasn't adopted until um, uh, the 19th century as the national anthem. Thanks, Janet and Chesant, for that text. Go on. Go on what? I'm finishing my summary. Oh, (laughs) you see? Okay, so why do we have a national anthem? Um, uh, and you, I mean, uh, you, uh, I, 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 Jill, who uh, who emails in, and Jill speaks a lot of sense. She's a teacher. She'd hope so. She's sent me two emails. I do have a problem with him not singing. He is a politician that's in a place of authority and a role model for younger Labour people. By not singing, he's actually thumbing his nose at the authority of the Queen, the very authority that the flyers present at the flypast fought to uphold. I don't care what he believes. He shows little respect for the situation. He's not a good role model for young people. Well, he's, he was saying he was there to show respect to the soldiers. And the... the um, uh, where is it? it says on the front page of the mirror. They fought for his freedom to abstain if he wants to. Ladies and gentlemen, Catherine Boyle has just um, summed it up perfectly. They fought for the freedom to choose whether we sing the national anthem. He was, Hitler would have wanted us to sing, wouldn't he? He was, showing, he was there to show respect for those who fought. And then Jill sent another email. It'd be interesting to find out which oath of allegiance uh, is in Parliament. I don't know. Uh, but I, I think he is an inspiration to young young people because he's saying, look, this is what I believe in and I'm prepared to be hu- to uh, have people attempt to shame me. On the front page of newspapers, I'm sure that there will be um, phone-ins throughout the day on various radio stations. Do you think less of Jeremy Corbyn because of this? That's what he believes in. Do you know what I think is going to happen? I give him six months before he says, do you know what? Ah, I'm not doing this They're anymore. They're hitting him with everything straight away, He's not they? even... Sa- the thumb bit starts today, guys. It's Prime Minister's question time. The thumb bit starts today. We haven't even started yet. Wait, let's see what happens today. That's going to get the biggest audience but ever. We need to decide as a nation what we want. We've been t- saying that we want people to tell us the truth. We want p- politicians to be straight. We want them to be uh, men of- and women of principle. This is an atheist and an anti-monarchist. If he'd sung that song, you would have thought less of him. No. I just, you know, I kind of, I, I, I think you kind of have to respect the guy uh, for having the gohonest to stand up uh, for what he believes. You don't have to agree with him. I've sat in the back of cabs, right, when cabbies are being a bit racist, and I've kind of nodded along because I didn't, I didn't fancy getting in an argument or a fight with a cabbie. That's, in a, that's, with one, that's with one cabbie. I've kind of, I guess, taken on the role of a casual racist just because it made life easier. Not proud of it? Not proud of it? He stood up in front of millions of people and didn't sing the national anthem. Bring it on. Ian from Solihull is saying, National anthems represent each country and people should show respect for their own and each other's. Clearly, you're lacking respect. No surprise there. M40 Ian from Solihull. Oh, the, the, the defector. No, but, but, but I don't understand why singing a song... Is, is showing a lack of respect or, or or is showing respect. I don't... OK, Ian, you've got to phone in because you make some really interesting points, OK? Um, you, you make some really interesting points, but um, I, I want to discuss them with mm. you. Why sh- Why do we need to show... Why is singing a song showing respect to a country? I don't know why. It's not about the country. The song's about the Queen, isn't it? It's yeah. all about the it's Queen. It's us being subjects. It's, it's, it's us in our place, Ian. It's us being controlled. It's us as the plebs. That's what it is. It's not about the country. That's why there's, some people have called for, um, well, bizarrely, for Jerusalem to, um, 
to be the national anthem. Jerusalem, which is again us boasting about Jesus having come here when yeah. he probably didn't. On his gap year. <laughs> <laughs> 03459 555555. I don't get what I remember um, Wayne Rooney getting picked on mercilessly for, for not singing yeah, the national anthem. Yeah, but he probably anthem. didn't know the words. I don't well, think that was a principle there. Well, but again, I just think you don't sing the national anthem. So what? They kind of equate playing for the country, playing football for the country is like fighting for the country. Oh, it's the it's the equivalent of um, you, you know in the tribal war, isn't it? Well, in, in World War Two, there used to be um, you used to get cigarette cards of like heroic soldiers and fighter pilots, you know, like proper heroes and, and football players and pop stars. Of uh, Justin Bieber is the um, the Red Baron of his day. Quite, <laughs> really, uh, didn't quite work, but oh um, three four five nine four double five five double five. Why do we need? Why do we have a national anthem? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are delays on the M1 into London between Junction 9 for Redbourne and 7 Pamela Hempstead because the lane's been closed there by a vehicle that's broken down. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's slow from Junction 17 for Maple Cross to 16 for the M40. And if you're using the M11 northbound, there's a lane closed just after Junction 8 for Bishop Stortford. On the A40 in High Wycombe, there's roadworks at West Wycombe Hill Road. And they're not looking too bad at the moment, but they could be busy later on. And on the trains, Great Northern still have no service between Finsbury Park and Moorgate because of a power cut. It's affecting trains from Letchworth Garden City until nine o'clock this morning. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Seven sixteen, Wednesday, the sixteenth of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Milton Keynes Hospital has been told by a coroner to improve leadership of its maternity services to avoid future deaths. Bedfordshire Police have confirmed plans to close five inquiry offices in the county from next January. And older motorists in Buckinghamshire are being urged to take driving courses in order to reduce the number of accidents. Shrink Wrapped on BBC Three Counties Radio. This week on Shrink Wrapped, we looked at suicide. Definitely drugs and alcohol have a big significant impact on making people vulnerable to completing suicide. And the effect it has on everyone involved. Unfortunately, because of the time of day and the location, we had a lot of people gathering. You know, there were people shouting at him to jump. Shrink wrapped. It's really, really important to have a conversation. And that's one of the, the big myths, I think, around this area. If you missed it, go to bbc.co.uk slash threecountiesradio, where you can catch up on what you missed. It was when he said to me, I believe you can get better and I believe you can get through this. Shrink wrapped on BBC Three Counties Radio. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Older motorists in Buckinghamshire are being urged to take driving courses in order to reduce the number of accidents. The campaign's being run by the County Council to keep mature motorists driving safer for longer. Follows a 60% rise in the number of serious collisions involving drivers over 65. Well, Mark Shaw is the councillor in charge of transport at Buckinghamshire County Council. Morning, Mark. Uh, Mark, just explain uh, a bit uh, a bit more why you want more older people to do these... Oh, Mark's disappeared. There's me thinking I had the wrong fader. We'll get Mark back in a second. It's something I've been saying for ages and ages. When I say it, you'll, you get all angry. When the council say it, hmm, yeah, it's quite a good idea, that, actually. I think I might do that. Makes perfect sense. When you get older, your body and your mind slow down and are less effective. That's a fact. Mark, this sounds like a cracking idea to me. Tell us more about um, what it involves. Well, basically what it's about is we want to ensure that our more mature drivers 
uh, are safe and confident on the road. We've got more people living longer. So what we do if people apply uh, for this is we send someone to go along with them, sit in the car, go along routes that they use every day, whether it's to the shops, the post office. And then at the end of the session, they go through a list of issues that maybe they haven't been looking at their mirrors, their braking has been a bit dodgy, or they've been very hesitant at junctions, and try and work through those. Um, why do you think it's necessary? I think it's like anything, because we get older, we do lose our confidence a little, we do become more hesitant. I mean, I know even at my great age of 47, I have challenges when I'm going through the highway code with my son who's uh, trying to do his uh, theory for to pass his driving uh, test at the moment. So it, it helps us all, really. The problem is, because we've talked about this a lot, I've been suggesting for a long time something a little bit harsher than you. I, I, I think everyone over the age of 67 should have to do a driving test at least every couple of years. Um, You're a tough man. I'm a very tough man. I just want the roads to be safe, and it's not me being contentious. I do think... Well, it's listen, I, I'm 42, and I am slower physically and mentally than I was when I was 22. You know, the, I can feel that, that, that process. Uh, lots of um, older people do not believe... <clears throat> excuse me. Do not believe that their driving um, is not as good as it was 30 years before, or even 10 years before. They will not accept, until they have an accident, that they might be, um, you know, that they might not be driving as well as they used to. Yeah, and I, I very much understand that point of view, and I think that's the reality of why we try with these uh, courses, these assessments, to make it non-judgmental. It's not like driving your test, that it's a pass or fail at the end of the day, but it's about working with people and encouraging people to think safer, to realise they ha may have one or two issues, uh, to focus in on, on, on the problems they have. And indeed, we, we've got one lovely lady who, who's taken this five times, oh, she's blimey. 85, uh, because she wants to be safe on the road. And also, more importantly, she wants to be able to get out, not be isolated in her home, and, you know, that's really important as well for our elderly people, that we don't just leave them at home with no means of getting about. Oh, yeah, exactly. But, uh, but w what if one of your... Um, your um, I d who are the people that go out in the cars with them? What, what's their qualification? We, we've got several assessors that go out with them. They're, they're fully assessed uh, and, and up to their advanced driving uh, skills and all that sort of thing. So supposing, supposing one of those assessors went out and just thought, oh, blimey, this, this old boy should not be on the road. Do they have any powers to, to um, take away their licence or their keys? Um, what we do is we do a full assessment, a full written assessment. We go through it with them at the end of the course. If someone is showing huge problems, we may refer them to their doctor, we may refer them to an Alzheimer's clinic, which we've had to do several times, a oh. uh, memory clinic, or if, if someone has shown extreme, extreme poor driving skills, um, we will send them on to have a further course and they will then decide whether their licence should be taken away or not. So, and it's the and course that decides that, not the person. It, it, sorry, it, sorry, Mike, it's the course that decides whether they should have their licence, not the person. That's right, that's right. You mentioned the, the uh, lady uh, who'd had five um, pops at it, Doreen. Absolutely. Does that not worry you? I mean, why does she keep going back? Well, I, I think it's the case with Doreen is that she wants to be safe on the road. She wants to make sure she's safe on the road. So, actually, she's taking a lot of personal responsibility. She's 85, um, and, and she's saying, I just want to make sure I'm as safe as I can be for other drivers and myself on the road. And I think that's a really cool thing. Uh, and your assessors think that she's OK? Our assessors think she's a lovely lady and that she's safe on the road. OK, well, that's, that's the main thing. Do you, will you strive, do you know what, kind of thinking about Doreen, if your assessors say she's safe on the road, well, then that's, that's all well and good. Is a part of it that she sounds actually like she might be quite lonely. 
and she enjoys, you know, getting to go for a little drive with someone. Is, is that part of it, do you think? Because you're right, a lot of this is about making sure that these elderly people are not isolated. Um, and, and maybe you're, this is inadvertently tapping into something else. Um, not really, and, and in many respects, part of the reason for this is to make sure that our elderly people aren't isolated, especially those that live in the rural areas within Buckinghamshire. Um, she just wants to make sure that she's as safe as possible on the roads. We want to encourage that and, and help her. Um, and, you know, I think she's actually taken a great deal of personal responsibility, and that's really what we want to encourage, people taking personal responsibility, us being able to help and support them, and keeping people on the roads safely, uh, for the foreseeable future. All right, Mark, nice one. Thank you very much indeed. Mark Shaw, Councillor in Charge of Transport at Bucks County Council. Over to you. 03459 Uh I think we should go... Uh, Ian, by the way, in Solihull, I'm not on that station anymore, mate, so I don't know why I've got to be careful. Um, uh, uh, I think we should go harder, and I think if you... Uh, um, we should go harder on these old people... Don't you think? Let's get let's get hard with these old people. Let's 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 you know really let's go down on them tough. If they cannot drive, they shouldn't be allowed to drive. It's not the ones going for the course that no. I'm worried about. It's the ones that think they're perfectly capable and they've been driving for fifty years and there's no way they're going to let some pipsqueak tell them that they are not. If uh, you're sixty five and over, you should have a driving test every two years because your eyes, your legs, your reflexes flipping it. Catch this. What? Catch what? I've just thrown throw it past your grandma. It's gone. It's a tennis ball. I recall a terrifying moment with my gran, right? Don't in go chucking f- tennis balls at old people. <laughs> in the fog, we came off a motorway. Oh, yeah. And there was a roundabout. Yeah. She realised she'd missed the turn on the roundabout. So yeah. instead of going all the way around, she started reversing. Oy, 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 she oy, thought that was okay. She was driving for another 10 years after that. Flipping dangerous. Hmm? It was in the she fog, was driving for, She was driving for another 10 years after she that. She must be tired. Thank you. Yay. Should we have a little bit of music just to cheer ourselves up after that? Here we go. Ian, trust me, I wasn't. John's in Milton Keynes. Morning, John. Morning. What you got for us, boss? Well, about uh, the national anthem. Why do we have it? Ah, I think Catherine got it right a few minutes ago and she said it was completely tribal. It, it reinforced, if people want to reinforce themselves with their own tribe, they'll sing it and it, uh, the people in charge of the tribe are saying, look, you're part of a bigger thing. But I can be British or English or whatever-ish without having to sing that silly song. It's a dirge. No, I'm, I'm absolutely agreeing with you that it's a... Uh, it's all, almost like brainwashing. Look, we've, we've got the best tribal song, better than your tribal song. Um, he's made a brave stand, it could be argued, Corbyn, by not singing it, knowing that the press would pick him up on this. Oh, very much. I think he, he did it excellent by not singing because he, he does not believe in it. 
So don't sing it. I'm absolutely with him on that. I, I just think as well, we're kind of missing we're missing the point. Let's let's attack the man for his policies if we disagree with them or if they're ill thought out. Let's not attack him um, for things he said 30 years ago and for his reluctance or reticence to sing a 200-year-old song. It just seems a little bit odd for me. Yeah, but... but um, well, I don't want to get too political about it, but uh, our vested interests in the media want him to be demonised as quickly as possible. Gosh, controversial. I couldn't possibly comment, but you're... Hey, I, we need to get a groovy national anthem, don't we? Yeah, well, Jerusalem was mentioned, and it's yeah. not another sort of flag-waving how no. we are, because William Blake was a great radical, and if you listen, look and, and read the words very carefully, he's being, he's being closer to Jeremy Corbyn than... Uh, God save the Queen. But it's about but it's about Jesus, isn't it, Jerusalem? It's a Christian song, so well, there are some... really, no. Did those it, feet in ancient time walk upon England's green, yeah, uh, yeah. old but, but hill? What it's saying is that that may be the case, but uh, now it's the satanic mills, the dark satanic oh. mills. Oh. Let's get back to the... Uh, the satanic Scott Mills. Yeah, let's get back. This is what we'll do for the, this is this is what we'll do. Uh, the, the, the groovy national anthems that we should have, ladies and gentlemen. I put forward my option for the British national anthem. I know it's got a hint of foreign in it, but imagine if at the end of the, the proms this started playing, we all went love, love, love. Imagine yeah. that, John. Wouldn't that be groovy, man? This is this is would, would unite everybody. Does the Queen even like the national anthem? She, she doesn't, doesn't sing it. She doesn't sing it. She, she just sits there loving it. Here we go. There's nothing you can do that can't be done. Everybody stands. There's nothing you can sing that can't be sung. <laughs> There's nothing you can sing that you don't learn how to do the game. Learn the words, how about it's, that? Well, that's how we sing the... <laughs> you can change it, like, it's Queenie. It's Queenie. There's nothing you can do... No, it should just be about love, man. Do you know... There's um, no one you can save that can't be saved. Queenie. Do you know in Spain they don't they never sing? Do you know why? Because they're, they're um, drunk. There are no words. There we go. It's easy. It's Queenie. It's easy. What a message. All you need is love. And we all go. Yeah, da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> this is the football version. Yeah, da, 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 da. John, you be up for. Oh, John's gone. John is. Uh, He'd be bang up for it. He'd be bang good. up for that. He just hung up. Oh, and someone has suggested the Archers theme as the national anthem. Oh, guys. So we can play that game this morning. Yes, it's a slightly hackney, but we can have a bit. I don't mind uh, my knees being hacked. Uh, with the, with groovy national anthems, please. 03459 455. Five double five, and why do we have one? Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's very busy between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. On the M1 towards London, it's reopened fully between Junction 9 for Redbourne and 7 for Hamlet Hempstead, where there was a lane closed because of a breakdown. And the A1M southbound, it's looking quite slow between Junction 8 for Stevenage to 7 for the A602. On the M11 northbound, there's still a lane closed just after Junction 8 for Bishop Stortford. And on the A1 southbound, approaching the Black Cat roundabout, there is lays back from the St. Neots Junction. On the train's Great North of them have no service between Finsbury Park and Moorgate because of a power cut so it's affecting services from Letchworth Garden City until around 9 o'clock this morning. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's 7.30, I'm Tony Fisher. The headlines, Milton Keynes Hospital has been told to improve leadership of its maternity services to avoid future deaths. The unit was heavily criticised by coroner at an inquest into the death of Ethan Johnson, who died in January when he was a day old. Bedfordshire Police have confirmed plans to close five inquiry offices in the county from next January. The front desks of the police stations in Houghton Regis, Biggleswade, Dunstable, Leighton, Buzzard and Flittick will shut as part of proposals to save a quarter of a million pounds. A member of Labour's Shadow Cabinet has said it would have been respectful, right and appropriate for Jeremy Corbyn to have sung the national anthem at a service to commemorate the Battle of Britain yesterday. Shadow Minister for Women and Equalities, Kate Green, said her party should have sung the anthem and not to have done so will have hurt and offended people. And old, older motorists in Buckinghamshire are being urged to take driving courses in order to reduce the number of accidents. It follows a 60% rise in the number of serious collisions involving drivers over 65. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Manchester United manager Louis van Gaal says it was a very bad tackle that caused defender Luke Shaw to suffer a double fracture of his right leg in their 2-1 Champions League defeat at PSV Eindhoven. The heavy challenge went unpunished and could have long-term repercussions for the player, as Colin McNamara explains. Down through the years, we've we've seen certain players' careers ending due to, to you know double fractures like this. But then Henrik Larsson had a very bad broken leg and and came back and and not just played but scored many goals in his favour for Luke shows that he's young, but uh, it'll be very unlikely to see him play again this season. Manchester City's European woes continue despite leading with 20 minutes to go. They lost 2-1 at home to Juventus, a result that manager Manuel Pellegrini thinks didn't reflect the match. Well, I think that was a strange game. I don't think that we deserve to lose this game. We played better than Juventus. We had three clear options to score. I think that really Buffon made good save and we were very unlucky, especially in the, in the first goal. So we play against a strong team with not too many options, but I think that we control the game. Elsewhere, Cristiano Ronaldo moved three clear of Lionel Messi at the top of the Champions League scoring chance after a hat-trick against Shakhtar Donetsk. Tonight, Chelsea hosts Maccabi Tel Aviv at Stamford Bridge. Arsenal travel to Dinamo Zagreb, but are likely to be without Per Mertesacker after the defender was involved in a minor road traffic accident on Monday on the M1. Jack Wiltshire and Danny Welbeck are also out. And the Information Commissioner has ruled that the confidential terms of West Ham's move to the Olympic Stadium should be made public. A doc- BBC documentary revealed that West Ham would be getting many of the running costs of the £700 million stadium, stadium paid for them by the taxpayer. That's your news and sport headlines. The next full bulletin is at 8. This is Ian Lee. Thank on you. BBC Three Counties Radio. Okay. Groovy National Anthems. We've had a few suggestions. Let's rattle through them, shall we? Scott on Twitter has... Now, I don't know this. L'International. No, no, I don't. Well, I've, I've just downloaded it for 79 pence. So this is what he thinks we should have. <laughs> is this what you want as the National Anthem? In French. <laughs> really old-fashioned French. It, it would teach those uh, dirty Frenchies a lesson, though, wouldn't it? It's a widely sung left-wing anthem, so if Corbyn gets in, we might be singing it. Okay, someone, uh, who on the uh, text has suggested, uh, Lisa suggested this. Oh, hang on a minute, here we go. Oh, cheers. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, man, yeah. You'll stand now for the national anthem. This isn't the the national anthem, this is the Spice World anthem. But it's also inclusive, because they sing, Colours of the World! Yeah. 
coming over here. <laughs> Look at the colours of the world coming over here. Corbin was, I can imagine Corbin singing this. Yep. Cameron getting down. Phil has suggested this, and, I, and this is this is kind of more the tempo of what a national anthem should be. Oh, yeah. Kind of slow, miserable. You got it yet, Cass? Yeah, vengeful. I mean, it's, it's full of vengeance, this song. It's like a slow-burning grudge. There we go. It's what we're good at in Britain. Standing for a long, long time. I'd need to sit down at this stage. We'd have to do a dance or something. I don't think I've ever actually listened to this song. I'm just aware of its existence in uh, musical history. Hang on. Much like the National Anthem. Thank you. Did you see him um, play this on top of the pops? He had a paint pot on top of his piano, you know why? Because she was having it away with the decorator. That's what you had to Thank believe. You. Thank you very much. Here we go. <clears throat> No, that wouldn't work. Uh, Justin, any ideas for groovy national anthems? Uh, yeah. uh, what about the Beatles' Yellow Submarine? You know, a bit psychedelic and uh, something we can, we can all sing along to? Uh, see, I think it should be a Beatles song, right? So do I, yeah. But then Jumpy, gra uh, jumpy Gravy. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want that. Jumpy Gravy. No, what's it called? Uh, what, did, um, Jamie. what did Davey call it? Horny Davey. Gropey. Gropey Jamie. Gropey Jamie says, oh, I don't like the Beatles. Oh, what? come on, Jay, come on. Behave so, yourself. Yeah, so, I don't, Dennis? Dennis, what do you reckon should be a cool national anthem? Land of hope and glory, mother oh, of the free. For goodness sakes, You know man. the Americans sing that, different words. Yeah, well, that's, and that's their fault, not ours. Mm. Here's, um, here's a good one. Here's a good suggestion from uh, David. David has sent this in. I don't think anyone could disagree with this. Here we go, hang on. Would you all please rise for the new national anthem? Cool Britannia, Britannia, you are cool. Take, Take a, a trip. trip. Britons ever, ever, ever shall be hip, 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 hip. Now that works, doesn't it, Denden? It would do, and it'd wake you up so you could go to bed after watching a nice pile of rubbish. And you know, television. and you know what's good about it? Yes. It's a minute long. It's good. short. It's short. It's done. It's dusted. You're up. You're out the cinema. Beautiful. The theater, the Royal Albert Hall is empty. Everyone's gone. Fantastic. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, uh, uh, Dennis, what you've not called in about that, and you've no, you've, I haven't. You were on about Corbyn not singing because he'd got steel balls. I probably hadn't got any balls at all and his voice is so high he no. didn't want to be heard singing. Well, good well, good, good for him. <laughs> Someone, Tony is uh, uh, tweeting, I did I did spot this, Tony. I was going to say it. I thought, oh no, maybe it's a bit flippant, but you've said it so I can say it. It's not that he didn't sing that bothers me, it's the fact he looked like a scruffy school teacher in an assembly. It's the fact for me he's not got his top button done up and I don't, that's such a, that's such a silly thing and that's why I held off saying it. Because it's such a silly thing, and it's it, uh, and and that is is kind of something that's been been ingrained into me through the years. Do you, if you're wearing a tie, do your top button up. He <sighs> looks like the old boy who used to wear a donkey jacket when he was prime minister. Well, you know this. I haven't voted for Labour since I was 24, and I'm now 19. I've never missed an election. Yeah, you never missed what? I have never missed an election. Good lad. So I've never voted. I've swore after the first two votes. 
I would okay, never vote for them again. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, well, what, are you going to vote for them now? No, I'm not. Thanks for calling. Bye-bye. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'd never got to talk about what you wanted to say. Stay there. Kerry's on the line. Morning, Kerry. Good morning. How are you? Good, thank you, boss. What you got? How about We Are The Champions by The Queen for the National Anthem? Oh, now that is that is not bad, is it? That is quite a good um, suggestion. I haven't got it on my computer, so I can't... Uh, I can't play it, I'm afraid. But we can imagine oh. what it, we can imagine what it would be like. Yeah, because we're the champions. We'll keep on fighting till the end. Oh yes. Someone so suggested. Yeah. How about this from Linda? Uh, no, sorry, not from Linda. Where is it? Um, um, I can't see it. Anyway, someone suggested "Gold" by Spandau Ballet. Yeah, no, that was on the. T- the text. That's a good one, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, we don't win many gold medals, though, do we? So. But it might- it might inspire us, mightn't it, Just? A bit, a bit of Spandau. Imagine you I get Martin so. Kemp comes out and, uh, and um, who's the singer? The, the big, beefy singer. Used to live near me. Oh, Tony Met Hadley. Him. Tony Hadley. Hadley yeah. comes out, the Kemps come out, <laughs> the others come out. Do you know what? It doesn't matter if we haven't won gold. We can front it out. Yeah, yeah, we, we, yeah. we haven't won it. We wrote it. OK, what, what about Sir Cliff Richard? <laughs> Good morning, Golden. Justin. Oh, no. Hang on a minute. Justin's making a controversial statement here, Kiri. Because... Trying to chat <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, Sir Cliff Richard, you know, I just known think across it... the world, Golden. Yeah. Well, he's, the thing is, he's not known across the world. Oh, he is? No. No, he's not. He never made it big in America, and he's he quite glad about it. He never made it big. He's oh. only big in this country and Australia. And Barbados. And Barbados. Mm. Kerry, thank you for that. Um, Peter's in Walmer Green. Morning, Peter. Good morning. Groovy national anthems. Well, I, I just wanted Can't to, wait point to hear this one. point of common sense. Yes. That not everyone who sings the national anthem or... Land, hope, and glory. Yeah. Uh, some of them are scumbags. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't mean because they sing it, it is what what they're like, does it? Isn't that no? Well done, you. You're right. There are there are there are some uh, 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 scumbags. What do sing this song? Pardon? We've had an interesting um, suggestion from Chrissy. Right. Yes. Uh, of of a national anthem, Peter. Now it's it. You're the generation. We're going to have to get this passed. Okay. So have a listen to this. Um, oh, hang on a second. I just need to to jump forward a little bit because it's it's, uh, it's. Careful. No, is it is it is it rude? Yeah. How rude? Well, yeah. the subject matter gives you a clue. There's lots of uh, bad language in it. Okay. Right. Oh, I know this one. Oh, that just oh, so scandalous. Yes. Can you find me the radio? Can you find me the radio edit, please? Of course I can. Play me the radio love. edit, and uh, we'll, we'll do that. Do you that. remember the nineties? There. When, no. When women couldn't bend over without showing you what colour their thong was. Peter, stay there because I want to play you a, p- a possible national anthem, and Kelly's going to sort it out for me. Uh, Akbar's on the line. Good morning, Akbar. Uh, good morning, Ian. Suggestions for a groovy national anthem. Hmm. Well, I don't. Mm. Have, I, I, I don't have uh, a ready-made uh, uh, suggestion at the, at the minute. But uh, national anthems are very important. It's a statement of uh, what? Um, intentions. It's values of. of okay. Of what, what? 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 Uh, what values and what statements of intent does God save mm. the Queen make? Uh, God says the Queen has been an institution um, as far as uh, I can remember and my my parents can remember. And yeah. uh, but what, does, what, does, what statement of intent does that song make apart from um, uh, pretty much taking over the world and being rude to Scotland? Well, well it, uh, it, it depends on everybody's uh, point of view. But well, tell uh, me your uh, point of view. 
my, my point of view is this, that it is unnecessary uh, and uh, should be replaced with something more modern and some more, some, something more reflective of the, of, the, of the nation that we are at the minute. And uh, you're... Uh, you're I've got an idea. Um, yeah. I've got an idea. How about this? Oh, no, hang on a minute. <laughs> Sorry, I've got a little bit Hang on. Being very careful. What a raunchy video. Uh, how about... Here you go, uh, Akbar. You're like this one. How about this? Dude, don't make it bad. Take a sad song and make it better. And, the, and then you kind of miss out some of the verses, and then it just jumps to... na 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 Would you be up for that, Akbar? Sing along, Akbar. Sing with me. Na 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 na, Akbar. Na 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 na. Sing along, Akbar. Come on, Justin. Na 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 na, Akbar. Here we go. All together now. Na 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 na. Hey, Kavner. <laughs> yes, boss. I'm going to wee on your fire right now. Go on, Do you know why? 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 Because when it comes to the national anthem, you went to stand up, correct? Yes, yeah? sir. Yes. Now, when we went to go and watch Paul McCartney live, yes. and he performed that song, yeah. he refused to stand up. So it's not going to work, is you're it? You're right. You're right, Justin. You've got me on a technicality, yeah. Akbar. He's yeah. got me on a technicality. We can also, it would probably be inappropriate to the Queen to sing your name in it. Yeah, Someone other, was complaining. The other day you played, the other day you played, you played, you played the clip uh, naming so many countries. And I, I think that oh, is... Oh, the alphabet of nations. <laughs> yes, and that reflects very well uh, the kind of Britain we have today. Uh, oh, Ian. Akbar uh, wants the alphabet of nations as the theme tune. Uh, uh, that, uh, do you know what? We... That might that might just work. It could be an uh, excellent yes. idea. If yes, only. Oh, you, hey, Akbar wants this. Hang on. Oh no, hang on. That's actually the national anthem. Hang on a second. Oh blimey, where's it gone? Oh, someone's nicked it. Oh, blimey. You see, we can't break it. Akbar, thank you. Peter? Yes. How about this? This is the thing that I thought you might like. This thing right here is letting all the ladies know what guys talk about. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah. Uh, find the things in life. It's gonna make love <laughs> in Check your phone. Yeah. Ooh, that dress so scandalous and you know I never... Handle it, so you're shaking that thing like who's the ish with the look in your eyes so devilish. Do you think this would work, Peter? No, I song think song. Sunday morning coming down would be much better. Do you like song song? Sunday morning coming down would hey. be much better. Do you know who wrote Sunday morning coming down? No, I don't. It's my Johnny my friend Jackson wrote Sunday morning coming down. A woman called Margot Gurian. Oh well done. We, well, we you get, knew that did we, you? Yeah, I did that know was, that. That was Johnny Cash's best song. Actually. He wrote. Hang on. Let me see that song. Imagine singing that as the Queen stood there. <laughs> Do you reckon that was Cisco Thong song? You're not, you're not up for that, Peter? No, no, not a disco song. No, OK, not a disco we're, song. We're too many people jumping up and down now. Yeah, isn't it? I wish they... Well, you know, if, you know if everybody in China jumped up and down at the same time, the world would sink? No, not at all. OK, thanks very much indeed. Justin, I'll come back to you after this. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
It's very busy on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 19 for Watford. The M1 slow in both directions now around Junction 10 for the Luton Airport. And in Toddington on Harlington Road, there's been an accident between the just off the M1 at Junction 12 near Park Road. In Dunstable on the High Street North, it's looking slow on the speed sensors near Church Street to the A505. And the A1 southbound is slow approaching the Black Cat roundabout from the St. Neots Junction. On the trains, Great Northern still have no service between Finsbury Park and Moorgate. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much indeed. Oh no, it's Chris Christopherson, not Margot Gurian. She wrote another song with a similar title. Just just to get those facts those facts cleared up, for goodness sakes, before you pendant start poning me. We'll play some Margot Gurian tomorrow. She's brilliant. Right, six, uh, 7.46. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A coroner has heavily criticised Milton Keynes Hospital following the death of a one-day-old baby at the Trust in January this year. And Bedfordshire Police have confirmed plans to close five inquiry offices in the county from next January. Let's get the weather. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It is a rather cloudy start this morning and some heavy rain expected later on today. Now, the Met Office has issued a yellow weather warning for heavy persistent rain. At the moment, we're getting away with it quite lightly. We've even got some bright spells out there. Just a splattering of showers across the three counties. Uh, Later on this afternoon, though, we could see some heavy, thundery downpours arriving, which could cause some problems with surface spray and localised flooding. Maximum temperature is going to suffer because of this weather. We're looking at a maximum of just... 15 Celsius, so feeling quite chilly as well. Overnight tonight, still further outbreaks of rain, but they're moving eastwards as the low pressure causing them pulls out towards the North Sea. As that does so, we will start to see the wind pick up. So quite a breezy night, minimum temperature 9 Celsius. Cloudy and windy first thing tomorrow. Any remnants of rain, which is unlikely, should clear eastwards and then we'll see some sunny spells. Still some showers tomorrow afternoon, but feeling warmer with a maximum of 18 Celsius. That's your forecast. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please all be upstanding as we sing the new national anthem. Sarah's digging this. This is what you wanted, isn't it, Sarah? Yep, definitely. It, this... I think it sums up the great British public in one song. <laughs> Even though, now, let me let me just be the voice of dissent. Chumbawamba do uh, describe themselves as anarchists. Well, there you go. You've got Jeremy Corbyn as the leader of the opposition and an anarchist-type national anthem. Everybody's happy. And it's, it's a good sing-along, isn't it? And exactly. it, there'll be people that are showing off that can do the fast bit. Exactly. The girls, oh, could, sing, the girls could sing this bit. Exactly. Exactly. It has everything. Hang on a second. Catherine? I hate this song. Oh, flip it. (laughs) Just because it it, it describes your 90s. That's it, doesn't it? This is your 90s. Look, Bacardi Breezer was not my friend. Let's just put it there. Sarah, it's on the list, Sarah. It's an excellent suggestion. Thank you very much indeed. We're looking for groovy national anthems. All because, well, Jeremy Corbyn has prompted debate. And he's not prompted the lazy, do you think it's outrageous that Jeremy Corbyn is not doing the national anthem? I can't do that voice, blimey, sorry. 
um, which you'll get on other radio stations throughout the day. Um, but, uh, but Justin, you have taken mm, mm. national anthems to the street, or the current national anthem to the street. Yeah, I have, and so so Corbyn yesterday, there he was. He didn't sing. He said that he was standing there in silence as a mark of respect. Yeah. I mean, it's all very well people moaning, saying, "Do you know what? He doesn't know the national anthem. He can't sing it." Well, do other people know it as well? I've taken to the streets asking what Corbyn did. Was it wrong? But sorry, also, I'm just sni- I'm just sniffing a lunchbox while you're saying so, that. So, okay, For the you, first time in so ages, you, I've yeah. got um, chicken sandwiches right and i've just yeah. sniffed the lunchbox i'm five years old <laughs> and i'm back in i'm back in the um the canteen at claycott's primary school in monksville uh, way in brookwell i'm back there oh what, what a familiar what a wonderful smell it's a great thing about radio you're painting the most beautiful <laughs> pictures <laughs> and i tell you what i remember i remember the kid next to me this is actually where i'm taking back to if i think on it the kid next to me had a very similar lunchbox and as i was eating my sandwich i turned around just in time to see him go oh and he filled his lunchbox with his own innards he vomited in his lunchbox. Wow. That's what I was taking back to. Fun times. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Justin. Yes. So I've taken this one to the streets. Uh, Corbyn, what he did yesterday, was it wrong? But also, if they're going to say, yes, it was yeah. wrong, Here we go. Do, they, do they know the words of the national anthem themselves? And okay? there's the twist. Exactly. So here's what happened on the streets this morning. It's bad. He should have a bit of respect. He's working for the country and wants to improve it, and he didn't even sing the anthem. Do you know all the words? No, I don't. Not acceptable. Why not? Because he should know the national anthem. I mean, he stood there saying it was a respectful silence. Well, more respectful singing it. Okay, go on then. You give us a blast. <laughs> God sake! No, it's all right. You don't know the words yourself, do you? No. Shocking. No, no, no. Put your phone down. Don't Google it. <laughs> no. Well, I think the uh, people who are in the, that sort of high stature mm. should should be singing it. Do you know the words yourself? Yeah. You want to give us a quick blast? <laughs> no. Come on, do it for it's me. It's a bit early. Come on, you can do this. God save our gracious Queen. Long live our noble Queen. God save our Queen. Send her victorious, happy and glorious. Long to reign over us. God save our Queen. Shake my hand, fella. <laughs> that means a lot. English and proud. Take care, Bulldog. All right, mate. Cheers. I think it's disgusting. Everybody should be proud of the National Anthem, proud of the Queen, proud of the country. Shall we see how proud you are? Do you want to give us a, a quick blast of God Save the Queen? God save our gracious Queen. God save our noble Queen. God save the Queen. Keep going. I can't, I'm going to work. Is that because you don't know the rest? I know the majority of it. <laughs> didn't know that bit. I think it's disgusting. Surely he should support his country. Okay, everyone keeps using the same old word, disgusting. Boss! Boss! Doing a piece about the national anthem. Okay, so thank you, Chief. Um, so, can you sing me a bit of the national anthem, please? God save our gracious Queen. God save our noble. No one knows the words. God save the Queen. Beautiful voice, though. If England ever play a football match, and we're sitting next to each other, I wouldn't mind if you if you didn't sing it. Um. But I would sing it. <laughs> okay, I'll probably have to go to the toilet or something at, at that point. Yeah, I don't yeah, blame I'll, you. Yeah, it's a good effort, madam. Thank you, Chief. I don't think. Well, only one of those people, Justin, that yeah. sang it got it right. It's all very well mouthing off saying Corbyn yeah, is disgusting. It's isn't all very it? well saying that, but back it up. Here's, here's a suggestion. Here we go. Have a listen to this. Hang on. 
Anyone recognise this? We'll get rid of the drum bit. I mean, we'd have to remix it. You know it just? Yeah. What is it? This is, um, um, oh God, I know the words. I Come on. The title of it. Come on. Here we go. Teenage Dirtbag. Oh, just in time, boss. This is a tune, and they're celebrating their 15th anniversary, Huitas, and playing the same venues that I'm playing, <laughs> and playing the whole uh, debut album in its entirety. <laughs> See, this is this is kind of a more appropriate vibe. Here we go. Just a teenage back, baby. like that. <laughs> that was very good. Very Thank good. you, boss. Uh, Justin, uh, Old People yeah. Driving, it's a thing that we bang on. It's the, one of the, my favourite bits of radio I've ever mm. done was Do You Drive, Jeff? Yes, um, Which, which um, is, is part of the live show I'm doing, and, and get, it's, it's lovely hearing it in front of 100 people laughing. Uh, but it came from a point of, 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 of kind of truth. I think that if you are an older person, 65 plus, you should have to take your driving licence every two years, and if you fail your driving test, then uh, you should lose your licence. As you get older, you get yeah. weaker mentally and physically. Mm. Uh, and I, I genuinely, to make the road safer, then you'll get old people saying, well, but uh, what young, people, young people are dangerous. Yeah, I think we should raise the driving age to 22. Yeah, yeah. But our older people, I think, are, are not as good at driving as they think they are. They've picked up bad habits. A lot of the rules have changed. There are new signs. Uh, and their reactions and their mental uh, faculties, just just uh, 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 fag papers width off being as good as they used to be. <laughs> yes. Um, in the last hour, I'll be talking to older drivers. And the last time I did this, which was a very long time ago, it can get very tense. Because if you well. say to somebody, look, if you're over the age of 65, what about a retest every two years? Straight away, you get their back up. But as you just pointed out there, there's a very good reason for a lot of people who are over the age of 65 being retested. So we'll see what happens. Justin, I hope you make it back alive. Those, yeah. I mean, they, they may not be able to run, but they do have sticks at their disposal that they can <laughs> whack you around the head with. Weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> Justin, speak to you later on. Ta-ta, 03459 555. What about Queen of the Night? I don't um, know her. I don't know it. Oh. Texas, Whitney. <clears throat> Whitney, I don't, know if, I don't know if having someone who died in the bath is appropriate. Is it? I don't know, is it? I don't know. We'll have to discuss that. We'll have, we'll have, to, we'll have a, a working, working party. party. Emphasis on the party. Party! Working party! Uh, and we'll find out. Groovy uh, national anthems, please. Um, um, uh, and uh, I, I still kind of think it should be... A, hang on well, a Dave reckons... Well... Oh. <laughs> 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 that's my favourite bit. Yeah, it's good. It's good. That's and they song. rock out. Um, Tony's... Hated it at the time. Love it. Oh, that's tomorrow. Tomorrow's phone in songs you hated at the time, but you love now. Hated that at the time. That's a brilliant did song. You? Yeah, of course I did. I was, I was too hip. I was probably into like Smash or something. I don't know. Was that a band? Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth. No, Smash was a band as well, isn't it? Was it? Yeah, they were like anarchists or something. No, it was like a potato substitute. Go on. Uh, Tony says Corbyn is spot on for not singing the national anthem. He's not two faced. He's in favour of us being a democrat. What's wrong with not with being a principled man? I can't spell hypocrite. My new national anthem is Manamana by the Muppets, says Matt. <laughs> 
Sam from Milton Keynes says the anthem has to embody the personality of our nation, so I suggest the Smiths. Heaven knows I'm miserable now. Oh, oh. let's get Nigel in. Morning, Nigel. Morning, Ian. Mo- morning, Nigel. Quick question for you. Yes, when boss. When does a new road layout become a normal road layout? When does a new sign signal become a normal signal? Hang discuss. on, when, when does... Discuss, thank you. When does a new road layout become a normal road layout? Yes, correct. You know when you have changes, they put that big red sign up saying... Yeah, head. yeah. When does it become a normal layout and when do you could get take the sign down? I'm going to say 18 months. OK, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> That's how the BBC serves you. Andrea, who is an American, has suggested this. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Truly outrageous. Truly, truly, truly outrageous. I don't think so. She had flashing earrings. We should have something camp, though, right? Yeah. Because the national anthem was written when homosexuality was illegal and, you know, and it, was, it, it wasn't discussed. We've come a long way since then. Gays are allowed to, they're allowed to, to have it and they're also allowed to get married. And we should have something kind of camp. Everyone likes something nice and camp, you know, kind of ABBA kind of vibe. Something a, lot, a little bit upbeat, a little bit glittery. Club Tropicana. Oh, baby! Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the motorways, there are long queues on the M11 northbound approaching Junction 8 for Bishop Stortford because a lane's been closed there. It has reopened now, but it's still causing some slow, slow and long delays. On the M1 in both directions, it's busy at Junction 10 for Luton Airport. And on the M25 anti-clockwise, it's heavy from Junction 20 for Kings Langley to 19 for Watford. In Hemel Hempstead as well, the A41 is slow southbound from the Two Waters Road in Hemel Hempstead turn-off towards the M25 at Junction 20 for Kings Langley. And it's busy in Watford on Beach and Grove around the Junction for Escort Road. On the, in Toddington on Harlington Road, that's still closed in both directions because of an accident around Park Road. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Sammy. Always, always a delight to be sat here wondering what I'm going to say and then I get to watch Tony Fisher doing his stretches before the news bulletin. Oh, my word. You talk about dancing queens. I mean... Groovy national anthems and old people. I could get you fired for that. Oh, yeah. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8 o'clock. I'm Tony Fisher. The headlines. Coroner seeks urgent improvements at MK Hospital following another baby death. Drive to encourage older motorists to take tests in Buckinghamshire. And Beds Police confirm plans to close five inquiry offices in the county. BBC Three Counties Radio. Milton Keynes Hospital has been told to improve leadership of its maternity services to avoid future deaths. The unit was heavily criticised by a coroner at an inquest into the death of Ethan Johnson, who died in January when he was a day old. The Trust says it's already made a number of changes following the deaths of five babies over an eight-month period between 2013 and 2014. Gary Williams is the family solicitor. Her Majesty's senior coroner, Mr Osborne, concluded that there was a missed opportunity in not making the decision for a caesarean section earlier. Ethan's family strongly believe that such a decision would have led to a better outcome. 
Two members of Labour's Labour's shadow cabinet have publicly said Jeremy Corbyn was wrong to keep silent during the singing of the national anthem at a service to commemorate the Battle of Britain yesterday. The shadow work and pension secretary, Owen Smith, said he'd advise Labour's new leader to sing the song irrespective of his Republican views. The shadow minister for women, Kate Green, said it would have been right and respectful for Mr Corbyn to sing it. It will have offended and hurt people. Jeremy absolutely stands with and respects everybody who has fought, who has lost their life, been wounded in fighting oppression and defending our freedoms. For many people, the monarchy singing the national anthem is a way of showing that respect. Older motorists in Buckinghamshire are being urged to take driving courses in order to reduce the number of accidents. The campaign's being run by the County Council to keep mature motorists driving safer for longer. It follows a 60% rise in the number of serious collisions involving drivers over 65. Mark Shaw is the councillor in charge of transport at Buckinghamshire County Council. So we do a full assessment, a full written assessment. We go through it with them at the end of the course. If someone is showing huge problems, we may refer them to their doctor, we may refer them to an Alzheimer's clinic, which we've had to do several times. Or if, if someone has shown extreme, extreme poor driving skills, um, we will send them on to have a further course and they will then decide whether their licence should be taken away or not. Bedfordshire Police have confirmed plans to close five inquiry offices in the county from next January. The front desks of the police stations in Houghton Regis, Biggleswade, Dunstable, Leighton Buzzard and Flittick will shut as part of proposals to save a quarter of a million pounds. The front desk at Flittick only opened last month. More from Carol Abercrombie. The force says the community policing teams will remain at the stations and an inquiry office will also open at the headquarters in Kempston next year. Bedfordshire's Chief Constable John Boucher says although these decisions are never made lightly, the demand for police officers has reduced and they're adapting to changes. In sport, Manchester United manager Louis van Gaal says it was a very bad tackle that caused defender Luke Shaw to suffer a double fracture of his right leg in their 2-1 Champions League defeat at PSV Eindhoven. And Manchester City also threw away a lead, losing 2-1 at home to last year's finalist Juventus. Finally, the weather. Some places dry at first, but cloud continuing to thicken with outbreaks of heavy rain by the afternoon. The top temperature, 15 degrees Celsius. Get the latest news and sport online, bbc.co.uk slash three counties. I need to slow down. I knew what I was doing. Right. I was plugging in my computer on the other side of the studio to charge it. You know, yeah, I, you I was were, riding your vibe. You were tinkering about in the background. I, <laughs> did you like the tinkering? Well, it's... Thank you very much indeed, sir. Thank you very much indeed. Morning, guys. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Busy show this morning. Uh, Old people. We've done this before, and I I, I kind of um, had made a little vow with myself never to do this again, but it's come up legitimately. Old people should have to take their driving test every two years because, well, they're not as good as they was when they was young people. You take your driving test, if you fail it, you're out. You lose your licence. You can reapply apply for it again. I'm not a complete fascist, but... Seriously, you older guys and gals are causing mayhem on the roads. It's like Brands Hatch out there. Also, is anyone... The National Anthem, okay? Jeremy Corbyn didn't sing the National Anthem. Now, is anyone 
genuinely upset by this. And you've, you've, got, to, you've got to think and analyse your thoughts. Are you genuinely offended he didn't sing the national anthem? Or is it that kind of faux indignation that the uh, newspapers are feeding you? You've seen the front page of The Sun, which is outraged. It's been on the telly, and everyone's outraged. But if you are outraged, can you tell me why? Phone up and tell me why, because I really, I do not get it. Oh, and groovy national anthems we could replace our dreary one with, please. Oh, three... Four five nine, four double five, five double five. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. You gave me the look, Boily. That means you've got something excellent to contribute to the show. Well, we've got this um, text through. It's really long. I wish this person would have rung in. One, we would have known whether uh, it was a man or a woman or indeed who it was in the first place. But this is an interesting story. Uh, when I was a poor 21-year-old student, a yeah. 74-year-old man crashed into the back of my car. Hey. He was driving too fast in the fog. 53-year year age gap. He hit me it so... never work. Well, it didn't. Hit me so hard that he wrote off my car and the car in front of me. After the crash, he was so confused I called an ambulance. The insurance offered me so little money for my old but very much loved car that I couldn't afford to buy another one. I needed transport for my research. Uh, I had to hire a car research. so he can send the, send the sites I needed to fit the research and he never even apologised. Wow, what, so research what research was this doing? I'm hoping, research. I'm hoping this person was doing research into time travel. I'm guessing it hasn't worked yet. Because they would have sent us a text with their name on. That, well, that, or that, rung us up. Or they would have sent us a text saying, I was never involved in a car crash with an old person. Yeah. Ever. That would have been better. Certainly not in this timeline. 03459 455 555 is the telephone number. We'll come back to that in a bit. On to um, slightly uh, weightier issues. A coroner says he fears that unless issues with leadership in maternity services are addressed at Milton Keynes Hospital... There could be more deaths there in the future. The unit was heavily criticised at an inquest into the death of Ethan Johnson, who died in January when he was just a day old after there was a missed opportunity to deliver him sooner. Well, Gary Williams is the family solicitor. This is what he had to say. Ethan's death was reviewed internally by the hospital. That investigation concluded his death was unavoidable, but Ethan's family felt this investigation left many questions unanswered and issues unaddressed. As a result of the inquest hearing, Mrs Johnson now feels that she has a much better understanding of what happened on the day Ethan was born, what the risks were and what could have been done to change what happened. Well, Ethan died after the Trust had made a number of changes following the deaths of five babies over an eight-month period uh, between 2013 and 2014. Ed Neal, head of Women's and Children's Services at MK Hospital, Oh, no. Says they are learning lessons. We have new members of staff in post, a new matron, a new head of midwifery uh, since Ethan's death already. And we are seeing changes within Milton Keynes Hospital that I'm quite confident will help to satisfy the coroner when we respond to the detail of his letter. Very sad story. Roy Lilly is a former NHS Trust chairman. Morning, Roy. Ian, good morning. Um, how unusual is it for a coroner to make a report to prevent further deaths? Well, uh, coroners normally make a much shorter verdict. They say if someone died through suicide or misadventure or what have you. This is called a narrative verdict, which uh, has been open for coroners, I think, since about 2001. Uh, they've been able to give a longer explanation of why they think someone died and without 
naming individuals, which they can't do, they can say that we think that, or he thinks or she thinks that this needs to be looked mm. into or that needs to be looked into more closely to to ensure that uh, things don't happen again. So this is called a narrative verdict. Um, the coroner, well, let's talk about this in the abstract. Yes, please. It's, you know, such a, a catastrophic event for the family mm. and can't help but, you know, think of them. Uh, in the, in that context, particularly at that time of the year, must have been, I can't imagine how mm. horrendous it was for them. But looking at it in the abstract, um, what could have happened here? Well, you know, this this uh, if a child is 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 born and dies, um, there's that's a, what's called a serious untoward incident in a hospital and is investigated anyway by as routine. Um, the hospital carried out that original investigation. The coroner, in the, in circumstances like this, might say, "Well, look, I'm not so sure that perhaps you know, the staffing wasn't light over Christmas, or uh, resource uh, resort to consultant advice or cover wasn't called early enough uh, when a child was being born." Um, they would want to go into the sort of minutiae of this over and above the uh, explanation the hospital's already given to make to actually get to the bottom of it. I mean, there is, I do understand, there is, you know, obviously a mistrust between a family who've had a catastrophic event at, at a hospital and a hospital's explanation. They'll say, really, is that true? You know, can we have an independent look at it and all the rest of it? So I can understand how, in circumstances like this, we get to where we are. And it's a good thing, really, because... Because, um, I mean, no one in the NHS comes to work and wants to do a bad job. Oh, no, of course not. Of course not. Not, Yes, I'm sure they're all devastated at the hospital about this death. Sure. Uh, And, you know, the the midwives will be in bits over this, I'm sure. But the the issue here is, uh, you know, has something happened that that shouldn't? And can we? I know it sounds hollow to say, but are they, you know, really lessons that we can learn from this to think, you know, do you know what? If we did this differently, that wouldn't happen again. So... Corporate apologies from hospitals do sound hollow. I mean, they are cloaked in the way they are because of the risk of further litigation and and all the rest of it. And, um, you know, you and I have spoken about litigation in hospitals before. And so, you know, they are framed in a a way which makes them sound very impersonal. But uh, and that's the way it has to be, the way the law is at the moment. This uh, this hospital has already been under the spotlight because uh, between a period of eight months between 2013 and 2014, there are already five deaths. I don't. That to me sounds a lot. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and, and this death of this young baby, Ethan, came after changes had already been made. Yes. Does that yeah. the implication being they hadn't made enough changes? Yes, there is. It's easy to draw that conclusion. I think we should be cautious. I mean, common sense tells us you're right, but I think we should be cautious. The statistical, what we call statistical aberrations in sort of technical management jargon around these deaths, uh, because there are uh, the, the total cohort of deaths, the total number of, of, of babies that are born is a relatively small number. If you get a variation, it does stick out like a sore thumb, and it might be that five deaths clustered uh, in, in a short period of time um, is, a, is a significant indicator. On the other hand, if you go for a long period with no untoward incidents, that, that of itself isn't necessarily an indicator that everything's all right. So it, it, you have to look at it over a much yeah. longer period. And, you know, there was a, a, a story 
national story uh, last year about uh, uh, deaths, uh, paediatric deaths in Leeds, which turned out to be a statistical aberration mm. rather than a real indicator. So, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to you know, downplay the significance of this, and I'm not saying it's not important or make excuses. What I'm saying is I think we need to be cautious and have a proper look because actually, although it looks bad, it may not be. On the other hand, it might be. So we need to have a better investigation. And I think, you know, as much as it increases the angst for everyone involved, I think the coroner's done us all a favour by saying, look, have another look at this. Uh, Roy, I, I always really you know, get a lot out of your insight and uh, your knowledge on this subject. So thank you. Roy Lilly, former NHS Trust chairman. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. I'd like to sit down with Roy over a cup of coffee and not talk about, you know, really sad stories. And just, he's, I think he's a fascinating bloke and he's, he knows a lot. Don't always agree with what he says. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's certainly, you know, he's got a lot of experience in that field. And, um, I'm I, sure he'd be up for a coffee, you know. Well, he's got to pay for it. Oh. I'm not, you know, I, I might have enough um, stamps on my card to get a free one. <laughs> <laughs> we can share a free one. He's so generous. Um, uh, 03459 is the telephone number. Wendy's phoned us up. She's the texter and researcher. Oh, Wendy. Oh, Wendy, what are you She's researching? There. Is it time trial? Oh, where is, where? Fader 4. Hey, morning, Wendy. Hello. What? Hello, Wendy. What are you researching, Wendy? Is it time travel? I'm not a researcher now. I would research then. Oh, well, what? Um, oh. I was researching heavy metal pollution. I'm a teacher now. Rock and roll, baby! The <laughs> story is even more sad. Would you like the rest? Oh, God. Is it? Is it how, <laughs> how sad is it? Well, I was a poor student. I was 21 years old. I was doing a master's degree. Um, and three weeks before he hit my car... I had just spent £250 having the back end of the car done up. Oh. Six months before he hit me, I'd spent £200 having the front end of the car done up. Oh. And it was, it was, my, it was my pride and joy, this little old car. I loved yeah. it. Um, and he wrecked it. And he was clear. I mean, he might have been confused because he'd, he'd hurt himself, but he didn't appear to be injured. He was doing, goodness knows, he was doing about 50 miles an hour along a country road in the fog. And he hit, as I said, he hit me so hard that he wrote off three cars. Wendy, can I ask you a question? I've never forgiven him. Well, this I want to know. Then this question is: This happened uh, when you were how old? Twenty-one. Twenty-one. How old are you now? Fifty-six. That's thirty-five years of hatred. And that old fellow, let's be honest, he's probably dead, or or he's one hundred and nine. Um. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to let, it go, let, let, let it go, Wendy. Now, can I tell you about my mother, the decision that she made? Yeah, I'm go very on. proud of my mother. Go on. My mother decided that, um, well, she did some very silly things. She nearly wrecked her garage. She shifted into reverse instead of um, a forward gear. No. And took out the side of her garage and had to have the house sheared, shored up, and it repaired. About a six, this is when she was about 75. Yeah. About six months later, she shifted, she, she did something equally daft. And went into the back of my brother's car, and he's paraplegic, and she wrote his car off. Oh. So she said to us, no, she said, that's it, I don't know how I did it. So I'm not going to drive anymore. Oh. And she did, she gave up her license. Well, well, bless your bless your mum because really you know? well, that shows that shows an, a personal insight that I don't think a lot of people have, and that's yeah, amazing of her I'm to have done that. I shall stick to my motorbike when I'm 70, I think. Oh, flipping it, Wendy. It gets even worse. <laughs> uh, how's okay, teaching going? Is it, you, you, how's teaching going? Is it all right? 
Actually, I'm an MQT. You're a what? I'm a, I'm a 50, 60-year-old newly trained teacher. Oh, hey, brilliant. How you, have you started, then? Yeah, I've done a week. <laughs> Your first week at 56? Yes. I'm, I'm not saying that's, that's old. I'm just saying that, gosh, what a time for a career change. What age What yes. age, uh, What age? age are you teaching? I'm teaching science to teenagers. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 I love it. Absolutely love it. Really? It's going well? Oh, yes. good for you. That's yes. brilliant news. Well, I wish you the very best of luck. All right, thank you. Thank you, Wendy. Keep oh, in I touch. Let, I need to let this go, do I, this man? You yeah? you need to let, let let him go. Just just let him oh, go. Right. Forgive him. Forgive him what he did. Thank Thank you. Ta-ta. Yeah. There we go. 56, first year of teaching. Best kind of teacher, people who've done something else before. Little bit of life experience. Although, if she carries that bitterness over to the classroom, then there's a whole generation that are going to be oh, screwed. No. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Toddington, Harlington Road's been closed in both directions, so it's just off the M1 at Junction 12. It's been closed between there and the B530. It's very slow on that road as well in both directions between Harlington Road and Luton Road. On the M1 in both directions, it's slow as well around Junction 10 for Luton Airport. It's more slow southbound looking at the speed sensors. And on the M25 anti-clockwise, it's busy between Junction 24 for Potter's Bar and 23 for the A1M. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you, thank you. Have you just seen that thing? I've retweeted. Let's have a look. Jeremy Corbyn, today at Prime Minister's Questions, stand up, sing the national anthem, drop the mic, then walk out. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> oh, uh, well done at mostly underscore grumpy for that. That's lovely. Right then, let's have the headlines, shall we? It's 18, it's Wednesday the 16th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A coroner has heavily criticised Milton Keynes Hospital following the death of a one-day-old baby at the Trust in January this year. Older motorists in Buckinghamshire are being urged to take driving courses in order to reduce the number of accidents. And Bedfordshire Police have confirmed plans to close five inquiry offices in the county from next January. Every weekday morning. Good morning, Jonathan. Morning. Do you think it's right to tell a million disabled people they should get off benefits and find a job? Have your say on today's big phone-in. People who are going to be in nuisance are going to be in nuisance regardless of whether they're things to do. Is it true that people over the age of 65 drink far too much booze. The JVS Show fights for your rights and tackles your consumer problems. Waited and the receipt came out, but the cash didn't. It's become a problem of late because obviously the trees got bigger as we got here. We couldn't shut the French windows. It, it would appear that they'd buckled. I had a phone call from my daughter saying, if we don't get off the train, they're going to hand us over to the British Transport Police. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, when the Wendy fan club is um, is uh, uh, let's get the fan club back together, guys. When I love Wendy, get her on again, please. Uh, okay. If she wants to call in, she's more than welcome to. We're taking your suggestions for a groovy national anthem. And honest, I, I really want to speak to someone who is offended by Jeremy Corbyn not singing the national anthem. I'm getting a few emails, but I want to speak to someone. I need this email from Matt. The national anthem 
is a musical representation of the national flag and identity. By singing it as a chorus or congregation, we come together as one voice, hence uh, one people, one voice, one people, hence one nation, a nation that Corbyn has the ambitions to lead. Whilst Corbyn has every right to abstain from singing the national anthem, the image of the leader of Her Majesty's opposition not participating in the celebrations, the national anthem was part of the celebrations, of the Battle of Britain, he has shown his Republican beliefs, beliefs he is allowed to hold due to the bravery of those who fought. Um, I don't know if you're saying he should be singing it or not singing it. I like, is it celebrations? Are they celebrations? I don't know. what. Commemoration, you'd call it, wouldn't you? I think so. I don't really Battle know. Battle of Britain, he wasn't he was there. or D-Day. He was there. He didn't talk when the speeches were going on. He didn't look at his phone. He paid respect. I don't know what was going on inside his head. So I don't know where his head was. But he was respectful. Um, I don't get it. Why would anyone be offended by him not singing the national anthem? I, I cannot get my head around Here's it. Here's another question. So what if you're offended? Oh. So what? Oh, Don't vote for him. Exactly. Makes your decision easier, doesn't it? But I just, I just think. Why it's, do we try and push people into doing what we think is right? Well, I just think it's a nothing though, and I think it does. It, it's that clever thing. Uh, it de- detracts. I mean, the Sun actually had a lie on the front page of their newspaper yesterday about him kissing the Queen's ring or something. But it's, it's, um, it detracts from. I don't know what his policies are. I know a few because I looked at the website the other day when we were talking to that MP. But I don't really know what his policies are. Could I know what? Why, if the Sun, if the Sun thinks he's so dangerous to us, right? Print his policies on the front page of the newspaper. Do that. Print his top five policies on the front page of the Sun newspaper. I'll decide if he's dangerous to me or not. That's that's all you've got to do. That's all you've got to do. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. The uh, it's all smoke and mirrors, guys. They're getting us to look at the left hand, which is the national anthem, while the right hand, what the government are doing, is 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 not being watched. Uh, on the subject of dry, oh, oh, we've got to do this item, haven't we? Look, I'm sorry, I'm all, I'm, I'm all over the shop. Hang on a second. Here we go. Here we go. Where's my thing? There it is. Right, lovely. Older motorists in Buckinghamshire are being urged to dr- take driving courses in order to reduce the number of accidents. The campaign is being run by the County Council to keep mature motorists driving safer for longer. It follows a 60% rise in the number of serious collisions involving drivers over 65. Well, Ian Pettit is from Bedford Association of Senior Citizens uh, and uh, joins me now. Morning, Ian. Good morning, Ian. Um, Do you still drive? No, I haven't driven since last December because I voluntarily stated that my eyes didn't allow me to drive and that was confirmed by the optician that I had uh, cataracts in both eyes and I'm hoping uh, later on this year that I should be cleared to drive again and next year I should be 90 and I'm a very fit person. In your opinion? In my opinion and the opinion of the medical profession. What what tests have you had done to, to, to verify that? Um, I've had uh, my own local doctor uh, a few years ago, I went to Cambridge to Annenbrooks at the request of two professors uh, so that I could go into their machine and be analysed. And um, most people say, I certainly do not look my age. And I try well, to keep fit. I yes. cycle every day. Yes. And the responsibility I have is to make certain that uh, the reason I gave up driving is because I was brought up with discipline uh, the application form for a driving licence stated, have you any disabilities? And I ticked the, the appropriate box for my eyes and the medical profession at uh, the uh, driving licence organisation then stated that I will have to reapply. Ah, 
Ah, so they, so the, so the, the DVLA took your license away. You didn't voluntary, voluntarily hand it over. Well, I was due for renewal. Ah, because that was sorry. That was the impression I got from the, from the start that you had made the decision. So it was the DVLA said, "Ah, there's a problem here. You can't that's have a right. license." That's yeah, right, because, okay. And that's that interesting. That's what a lot of people don't do. Yeah. When they are reapplying for their license, they tick the box that they can see uh, the vision at uh, 30 metres, they can see a nameplate at 30 metres, etc. Uh, and so a lot of people um, are driving who shouldn't be driving uh-huh. because they haven't correctly ticked the boxes. Ah, so you agree with me then, Ian, that from 65 onwards, people should have to take a driving test and a medical test every two years? Well, I don't think it's necessary every two years because most doctors today examine their patients quite regularly. I'm regularly checked every two years. But they don't have the power to take away driving licences? Yes, they have. A doctor can stop you from driving and and says, can the optician, when Uh, they do your tests, if your tests don't come up to the standard... But if you don't go for the tests... Because a lot of uh, older people, I'm trying to avoid the word elderly. Uh, I don't know, actually. I'm going embra- yeah. I'm I'm to embrace that word. A lot of uh, elderly people, they are in denial of the decline of their physical and their mental that, condition, aren't that, they? That is very true. And, and that's that is, dangerous. So we need, that is don't, dangerous, perfectly, because they're not responsible for themselves. So they're don't active. we need to make it compulsory, then, that they are I- examined in terms of their driving skills and their health? I agree with that, but I don't think it's necessary for two years. Three? Uh, now, you take the um, the uh, uh, driving. Today, driving is totally different to what it was in my young days. Mm. Because in my young days, most of us had a cycle. Today, most people have a car. You've got to see the streets are overfilled. And you've got to have quite a good skill to yeah. drive in towns and in the, in the urban areas of the counties in Bedfordshire, Hertfordshire and so forth, because um, you've got a great responsibility to other people. And um, as I said to you yesterday, people on the roads today, young people as well, they're atrocious drivers. And I gave you the example in Bedford High Street. Well, I think that's unfair. You you can't say all young people are atrocious drivers. Yes. No. Yes. No. why you can't you say no, 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 no. You, well, you can't say all young drivers are atrocious no, drivers. Right, I apologise, there. Not all, but a large number. Well, um, okay, okay, no. Again, listen, that's not fair, Ian, because I am, I am um, delicately suggesting that some. I'm not saying all old drivers are rubbish, and, and likewise, you cannot say that all young drivers are rubbish. That's unfair. A lot right, of young okay, drivers are, are better than that. elder drivers. I will draw that. Thank you. But I will say that Go when on. you're out on the road, and I'm out on the road. I'm driven now, yeah. and I can I, I can, can actually follow the traffic, and lots of people drive unnecessarily fast in the town. And I've noticed in Bedford High Street, it's got a 20-mile limit, yeah. and they fly down there at about 40 yeah. and 50. Oh, I've noticed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, that, but that's people of all ages. I've seen older people doing yes, it as well. I, so what I'm saying to you is today, because the government has cut back on discipline, i.e. they haven't got the necessary police on the beat what? to monitor what's going on, people now are bring doing back the things cane. that they wouldn't normally do. Well, um, I don't know if it's got to do with discipline... Well, I think so, because uh, when it says 30 miles an hour, that's what you do. But a lot of people just ignore it, don't they? Mm. 
How do we make older drivers safer? There's too many of them. They're, they're, they can be very, very dangerous. We've heard that. How do we get, how do we get rid of some of those well, drivers? Uh, to be honest with you, uh, I um, mix with quite a large number of older people, especially those who drive. A large number of them, are like me, are not driving because they don't feel that they're capable of keeping to the rules of Excellent. the road. Excellent. And um, quite frankly, um, Buckingham Chair Council have their good reasons for doing what they're doing, but I hope they haven't neglected people who live in their own homes needing care. Yep. Uh, Ian, it's always a, a pleasure to pleasure. very gently lock horns you with you. Indeed. And we'll pleasure. speak to you again Bye. soon. Take care. Ta-ta. There we go. Uh, Ian Pettit from uh, Bedford Association of Senior Citizens. The fish is in the room. That means it's time for me to hit the trav button. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Toddington and Harlington Road in both directions, it's closed between the B530 and Park Road, so that's just by the M1 at Junction 12. It's causing it to be really slow on the B530 at the moment in Toddington between the Harlington Road and Luton Road. On the A1M southbound, it's very slow around Junction 9 for Letchworth to 7 for Stevenage, and the M25 is busy anti-clockwise between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 16 for the M40. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Tony Fisher. The headlines, Milton Keynes Hospital's been told to improve leadership of its maternity services to avoid future deaths. The unit was heavily criticised by a coroner at an inquest into the death of Ethan Johnson, who died in January when he was a day old. Bedfordshire Police have confirmed plans to close five inquiry offices in the county from next January. One of the front desks is in Flittick, which only opened last month. The others are in Houghton Regis, Biggleswade, Dunstable and Leighton Buzzard. A member of Labour's shadow cabinet has said it would have been respectful, right and appropriate for Jeremy Corbyn to have sung the national anthem at a service to commemorate the Battle of Britain yesterday. Shadow Minister for Women and Equalities Kate Green said her party leader should have sung the anthem and not to have done so will have hurt and offended people. And older motorists in Buckinghamshire are being urged to take driving courses in order to reduce the number of accidents. It follows a 60% rise in the number of serious, collision, serious collisions involving drivers over 65. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Manchester United's Luke Shaw could miss the rest of the season after a double break to his right leg in last night's Champions League defeat to PSV Eindhoven. Hector Marino made the tackle and wasn't punished. He then scored PSV's first goal. United lost 2-1, but Shaw's injury was of greater concern to manager Louis van Gaal. He's in the hospital. He shall be transferred tomorrow with us, maybe. Otherwise, a day later. And he shall be operated in Manchester, probably. Yeah, this awful boy that comes with 18 years, with 18 years to uh, Manchester. That's a very difficult. And then next season, second season, he plays fantastic. And then it happens like this. There was misery for Manchester City, who also lost 2-1 despite taking the lead at home to last season's runners-up, Juventus. Elsewhere, Cristiano Ronaldo moved three clear of Lionel Messi at the top of the Champions League scoring charts after a hat-trick against Shakhtar Donetsk. Tonight, Chelsea host Maccabi Tel Aviv at Stamford Bridge. Arsenal travel to Dinamo Zagreb, but are likely to be without Per Mertesacker after the defender was involved in a minor road accident yesterday on the M1. 
Milton Keynes Dons slipped to 16th in the championship after last night's 2-1 away defeat at Burnley, but the Dons boss Carl Robinson questioned some of the refereeing decisions. We've just seen, look back then, there were seven different opportunities that were very similar to the foul that Dean Bowles give away all over the pitch that he didn't give one free kick for all night. Yet when it comes to the big decision, he give it against us. So I want to know what he's doing. I've just tried to have a chat with him there and I don't think he wants to let me anywhere near his room. I think he knows you want to be in for one or two very, very harsh words. And if I get myself in trouble, I get myself in trouble. Finally, Boreham would remain in 20th in the National League after last night's 3-2 defeat at home to Bromley and in the National League South, Hemel Hempstead moved up to 6 after their 4-0 home win against Hayes and Yedding. That's the news and sport. Next full bulletin is at 9. Thank you very much, Sonny. Would you all please be uh, upstanding for the National Anthem? Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell But I've been seen with Farrah I've never been with anything less than a man So fine I've been on fire with Sally Field Gone fast with a girl named Bo But somehow they just don't end up as mine It's a death-defying life I lead I take my chances I die for living in the movies and TV But the hardest thing I ever do Is watch my leading ladies Kiss some other guy while I'm bandaging I might fall from a tall building I might roll a brand new car Cause I'm the unknown stuntman That made Redford such a star I've never spent much time in school But I taught ladies plenty It's true I hire my body out for pay Hey, hey I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's blown up for Rocky Welch But when I wind up in the hay, it's only hay Hey, hey, I might jump an open drawbridge Or Tarzan from a vine Cause I'm the unknown stuntman That makes Eastwood look so fine More Morning. What you got for us, Mary? Um, as a family, um, a few years ago, we had our father's um, driving licence revoked. Oh, how did that go down? Um, well, he wasn't very happy because, as you've said, he, uh, you know, the older people think that they're brilliant yeah. and they're not. Why did you do it? What was What was going on that made you think you had to step in? Um, well, we thought it was going to kill... Either my mother or someone else. That's His a good reason to step in. Atrocious. <laughs> really? Would not um, abide by the rules. If there was a red light and he thought, well, nothing is coming, I'm going to go through it anyway. Gosh. He would overtake people and go the wrong side of the, you know, the little um, signs in the middle of the road yeah. when there's a right-hand turn or something. Yeah, yeah, he'd just go, go around those. those to overtake oh. people. He'd undertake on the motorway. Uh, he would. He, co- he couldn't steer for the life of him. How long did did this kind of behaviour go? Oh, have you got brothers and sisters? Yes. And was it kind of? Did you kind of have a, a meeting in the pub one night and say um, someone's going to have to take dad's keys? Who's going to do yes. it? Was it that kind of thing? Wow. Yes, it was. 
that's exactly what it was. Did, and did you all go and do it together, or was it was it kind of your responsibility? What happened? Unfortunately, it landed up with me. Right. <laughs> yeah, okay, you're that one. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And I, I'm the nearest. And uh, initially, we wrote a letter to the DVLA saying these things, and they sent a form to him to fill in. Oh, right, yeah. But he filled it in in secret, so we're not sure what he wrote on it, but probably a load of rubbish. Uh, I then contacted his doctor, and I said, you've got to help us, please help us, because it was getting, you know... Worrying, you were getting scared. We were worried sick. Um, And the doctor said, don't worry... After the letter that I write to the DVLA, his licence will be revoked. And about three weeks later, he got a letter from the DVLA saying that his licence had been revoked. And now, did he, he did he heed that mad. letter? He I was about to say who had done it. Right. Yeah. So um, we didn't we didn't own up straight away. To be honest, we uh, we left it a few months, and then we decided that perhaps we ought to tell him that it was us that did it so we we did sit down in the living room and we we said you know it was us we had fears for other people and for mother and um yeah he was he was cross and had a little rant and and you know even today he still says oh i don't see why i can't drive (laughs) (laughs) how long ago was it a couple of years ago I would well listen that that my boys will love me enough when I'm old to do that for me you know uh, I, I you, you've done a brilliant thing and you've you've done it and it's come from a place of love you've done it because yeah. you love your dad and you want him to be safe and you want your mum to be safe which is what we were saying to him yeah but I, and it would take him a while for him to hear that I hope, hopefully my boys you know if they ever see that will will be uh, will love me enough to do that he probably knows doesn't he now deep down that you did the right thing whether he'll oh, admit I to it or not oh so, yes. Oh bless him! Well yeah. done. Uh, uh, that's a, uh, I think that's a brilliant thing to have done, Mary. It's, it's horrible. I would urge any any family members if if they feel that you know their their parents aren't quite safe on the road, yeah. do it. Call the doctor. Tell the doctor what's going on, and and get the doctor to write a letter. Um, it's a brilliant story, Mary. Thank you very much for sharing it with us. Okay, thank you. Well done. What a nice what a nice daughter. Yep. What a nice daughter. And it's horrible when, you know, I've had, you know, I've had to deal, uh, I've had to become the parent of my mother in many ways. And it's flipping horrible. It's horrible. And you have to make these grown up decisions, but you're doing it because they're not well enough for whatever reason to acknowledge that they're not well enough. You know, part of the the illnesses of MS and Alzheimer's and dementia and ageing, if this ageing is not an illness, of course, but is that you you are unaware that you've lost some of your skills and some of your faculties. Trying not to offend them isn't being kind, is it, really? No. Well done. Well done. Uh, Mario's on the line. Morning, Mario. Oh, good morning. Yeah, I just... Uh, well, I'd like to say, you know, I've passed this comment once before... I'm fed up, you know, having go at the old drivers all the time. I'm giving you an example. The past two months, I had the two incidents where, well, not incident, where on the, at the end of uh, at this way, when you're going into town, at the roundabout there, uh, the taxi driver come shoot, shoot straight out from the body part. He shot straight it, out, yes, yes. Yeah, we got there's that, a yes. white line there at the roundabout. Okay. Led to the traffic <laughs> on your right-hand side yeah. to, to go through. 
And yesterday, I had another young driver. He shot straight out, and he blocked the road. Nobody could go through. I wanted to go down towards the station. Yes. Nobody could get through. And he, he had a look at me, and he had a go at me, so swearing at me about it. Right. And there was a young driver. I'm not a young driver. No. I'm coming up to 82. Right. I'm, Too I'm old. nothing wrong with my driving. Too old. And I know my uh, code, my Too driving old. code, what are you supposed to do Too old. when you are on the road? Too so, old. You know, it's not everybody. That How's your can... hearing? Pardon? I am, I am I'm coming up to 82. How's your and hearing? How old, how old he was? No, he was a young chap, you know, he came coming longer from Barry Park and on straight on to the roundabout. How's your hearing? My hearing? Sorry, I, I can't understand what you're saying. How's your hearing? Your hearing, how is it? My hearing, you know, is pretty good. And I, I don't wear any glasses. You don't wear glasses for hearing, Mario? My hearing is OK. Yep. Uh, you yeah, can hear I, well. Brilliant. The, the line is not very okay. clear unless it's my Do you and... not think, Mario, I'm going to try and speak loudly and clearly, OK? I hope you don't think I'm patronising. Do you not think at the age of 82 yeah. uh, that perhaps you're just a little bit too old? Your reaction... When you were a young Mario in yeah. Italy... Yeah. And um, what what age did you leave Italy? When I was uh, at 20. OK, so you're a young 19-year-old Mario cruising the streets of Rome, being all looking at sexy ladies that are all over there, and you're allowed to do that in that country. You get arrested if you don't do it. Yeah, but I, I still know my driving code, you know, what are the, route, the yes. rules and regulation of it. What the, that lady was saying, that but, is going through red but, lights, are going around to, on the road on the other side of the island. You have to admit, Mario that your reaction skills, your hearing, your sight is not as good as when you were cruising the streets of Rome at the age of 19. No, but at least I know my rules and regulation of the road. Mario? Yeah? Say hello to Dave. Hello, Mario. OK. Hello. Hello. All right, Mario? Yes, hello. Good morning to you. I can hear you well and truthfully, mate, yeah, and I'm, I you are a good It's, show, it's my telephone. My telephone is playing up a little bit, you know. It's no the yeah. line. It's not very clear. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're a good driver, Mario. Yeah, I, so I can I can hear by, from your voice. Yeah. But where's he gone now? <laughs> God, I come on this flipping phone yeah. and I... Oh, I don't know. Yeah, but you you get uh, you got respect to the rules and regulation no. over the road as well. Yeah, uh, yeah that's a lot of young people are they downed. Yeah, I had a young lady coming. I had a young lady coming along towards me on the one way street, and uh, I said, "Where you where you think you're going?" She just shook her. And all the cars parking facing one way, and she was yeah. going the other way. You can see us one way street. If you missed the sign, you must have seen the cars parked along the the road, you know, either side of the road, or that they're all facing the other way. And you must have think and say, "Well, hold on, what yeah. are you doing here?" But they, they but don't. The thing, is, 
The thing is, Mario, I reckon there's too many young drivers that should take a retest. Not the exactly. elderly. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I agree with you. I agree yeah. with you on that. But it, they should stop having a go at the old drivers because there is some good old drivers That's and right, there is mate. some bad old drivers. Yeah. Like the lady Morning, Mario. The pre- who's, the that, who's that speaking up? This is Matt here, Dave. Hi, huh? Matt. No, okay. How are you? You're right, Matt. You? Yeah, and you tell Mario, because Mario's my friend. Mario, he goes to my club. Oh, did he? What, the list yes, hello, on? Mario. Hello, then. Is that You're Matt? Right, Mario. Is that Matt? Matt. 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 That's Matt, okay. yeah. yeah. Matt the Butcher. Yeah. yeah, well, that's it. I'll see you later on. I'll see you. Yes, I will. I'll pop yeah. over and see you, Mario. Yeah, OK. You see, no, I'm in, you know. He talks a lot of rubbish. Yeah. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Toddington on Hollington Road, that's still closed in both directions between the B530 and Park Road, and that's just off the M1 Junction 12, so it's looking very slow there on the M1 Junction 12 southbound 2 from Junction 12 of Lysick towards the Toddington services. Nearby in Dunstable on the High Street North, it's very busy around the A505 at Church Street, and the A1M is slow southbound between Junction 9 for Letchworth and 7 for Stevenage. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Right, 8.45, it is Wednesday, the 16th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A coroner has heavily criticised Milton Keynes Hospital following the death of a one-day-old baby at the Trust in January this year. Older motorists in Buckinghamshire are being urged to take driving courses in order to reduce the number of accidents, and Bedfordshire Police have confirmed plans to close five inquiry offices in the county from next January. Let's get the weather! Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. We have got a cloudy start this morning, but we seem to have got away with it in the rain. We've got one or two just showers moving out towards the eastern fringes of Hertfordshire at the moment, parts of Bedfordshire perhaps, but uh, they are moving eastwards. Further west, it is uh, seemingly dry. One or two breaks in the cloud as well, so we have some maybe even sunshine, dare I say it. But the Met Office still has a yellow weather warning in place for heavy rain. Now, we're expecting some further downpours of rain this afternoon. Heavy thundery downpours to move across us which could cause some problems out on the roads with local flooding and surface spray. Maximum temperature is going to suffer a little today 15 Celsius. Now overnight we're still going to get some showers. They're moving eastwards the whole time though as the low pressure which is generously giving us the showers moves out into the North Sea. As it does so the wind is going to start to um, increase as we head through the night. So quite breezy. Minimum temperature 9 Celsius for tomorrow. Starts off cloudy and windy and if you have got any rain uh, kind of towards the eastern fringes that's going to pull away fairly swiftly and it's an improving picture tomorrow we should get some sunny spells still some showers but it will feel warmer with a maximum of 18 celsius and that's your forecast cheers my dears thank you if you've missed any of the programs here on bbc three counties radio you've missed things like this so we're now in 1996 the Stone Roses get back together to headline the festival. They end up playing their worst gig of all time. But there is a way you can hear it all again. Warning, you are losing vast days of your life to the after effects 
of heavy drinking. bbc.co.uk slash three counties radio. You've been crowned the first ever World Masters champion in the over 80s category for the Scottish Highlander Games. That's right, yes. Allowing you to listen to what you missed. What a way to open a theatrical hour here on BBC Three Counties Radio. bbc.co.uk slash three counties radio. Three Counties Radio. I've got a tweet from Scott. Can Kelly tell us about that Stone Roses gig again? She's on the phone to someone else. Unbelie- She'll tell you in a bit, Scott. Unbelievable. She won't stop telling us about that Stone Roses gig constantly. Mm. Have I told you about the Stone... Yes, you have! Stop telling us about... So, hello! Oh, hang on. Yes? What? Scott's tweeted us. Can Kelly tell us about that Stone what Roses gig again, please? Oh, she's not even listening now. What are you saying? Nothing. Ab- absolutely. Stone Roses gig you never mentioned. Scott wants you to tell us about it again. Well, I didn't make that trail. It says Scott's tweeted, can Kelly tell us about that Stone Roses gig again? <laughs> can you, please? Yeah. They got back together to play Reading, and uh, there's lots of hype around it, yeah. and um, it was the worst gig of all time. Thank they you. sang really badly. Thank you very much indeed. I was thinking about this song yesterday. Yeah. I was trying to recall what it was supposed to be. I feel, fine. I feel fine. Yeah. I feel fine by the Beatles. <clears throat> and boy, oh boy, on the new Beatles DVD, it's, it's a lot of these clips <clears throat> I've had on Hooky VHS for a long time. But it's the performance of uh, I Feel Fine by the Beatles. It's a brilliant performance, right? It's them in the TV studio. And to indicate that they feel fine, they're surrounded by gym equipment. <laughs> Have you seen this clip? No. And Ringo's on a on an exercise bike. Wow. And he's pedalling in time to the music. It's a brilliant clip. It's so good. It's so good. I mean, it's stupid, but it's absolutely good. Brian's in High Wycombe. Good morning, Brian. Good morning. What would you like to say to me, boss? What age you got to do with it? I'm the same. Same age, um, 81, coming up 82 as your previous caller. Yep. Now, I just drove back last week from the uh, Lake District, as did my 17-year-old granddaughter. Gosh. I wonder who was the most competent. Probably she her. Finished, she finished on the A1 near Luton, but... Um, what does that... Uh, what do you mean? Who got home first? Who was the fastest? Uh, she would have got home first because... Uh, He's always uh, closer to the car. But I don't understand why we're. I don't understand why we're having an age off. Why? What I'm getting right. I've had no young people call in to be snarky about elderly drivers, but I've no. had loads of elderly people calling in saying, "Oh, these young people, we five, yeah, they've got no, no with right. discipline." Yeah, my, uh, you're quite right. My my younger uh, family, uh, they can't understand why I say I enjoy driving less now. Are they there? They're quite happy to be ferried by me. Or but you know, you know what age has got to do with it, don't you? Because as you get older, your um, your reflexes, your strength, mm, your speed, it, it it slips, doesn't it? You're not as strong and as fast as you were when no. you were 22 years old. Oh, 22. Absolutely, and I make allowance for that. That's why I'm. I but you shouldn't have to make allowance for that. If you're, you know, uh, listen, you might be a great driver, and that's cool, man. And if it is, well, then no, you would, you would pass driver, the driving I'm test. I'm competent. 
But, if you, but so you would happily sit a driving test every two years? Uh, yes. Yeah, well, then we're agreed. Well, I don't think... That, yeah, sorry, I think we are in, uh, in that respect, but I just think, yes, um, but I think so should some younger drivers because... They're back to the young bashing. Oh! Hey, I'd be up for all of us doing a driving test every five years and you increase it at the age of 65 to every two years. We pay for it. You haven't got... It's not on your dollar. We'd cover it, old people. I went on an ad- advanced driver's course with Justin Dealey. No. Oh. He's a terrible driver. He had to do it again. He, well, he was driving know, like I just, a trucker. I just, re- just realised he's there. Morning, Just. Morning, boss. You had your arm out the window, didn't you? <laughs> Listen, I'm a cool driver, OK? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I can hardly speak. I'm still, I'm still waiting on that letter about that court case. <laughs> anyway, stay there, Justin. We'll come to you in a second on Old Drivers. I just want to speak to Roger. Morning, Roger. Morning. What you got for us, boss? Um, I, can't, I can't claim to know all the words of our national anthem, but then again, how many people do? Right. Does um, this make them a bad potential leader or any other such thing just no. because they don't know the words of a song? I don't, but this is it. If we're judging people on their uh, ability to sing a song as to whether they can run a country... Oh, now, how many football players standing there like, oh, it's national anthem, and they don't move their mouths at all? Well, even... <laughs> so, <laughs> I, they, do you know what? They, players, the, the, there was a thing a couple of years ago, you, you'll remember this, Just, when Rooney got a right royal rollicking... Probably a World Cup, actually, for not singing the national anthem. And yeah. since then, I haven't seen the football match for ages, but since then, they, they, they kind of got forced to do it, didn't they? Yeah, but the thing is, sometimes, when you're a football player, Stuart Pearce, OK, he was a, a great example of this. Sometimes you just want to focus on the game. The national yeah. anthem, with the greatest amount of respect, that is secondary to playing football and that and key match. Corbyn wants to focus on the game in hand, which is, yeah. you know, trying to run the country. Exactly. Does it, do you... Yeah, not- Singing. Do you buy? Uh, do you buy, uh, Roger? Mm-hmm. This outrage, this outrage that we're supposed to feel about this? No, it's all a load of. <clears throat> it is, isn't it? And I'm, I'm really. To do with it. I really hope that Roger. Thank you for. I'm going to let you go because Justin's got some audio. I really hope that um, more and more people start seeing through this. They start seeing the manipulation and that that is being played upon us. We're being yeah. programmed to hate him. Listen, if Corbyn's policies are rubbish or dangerous, then then we should hopefully we will sniff through that. If they are so dangerous, the Sun and the Mail, okay, print right. his top five policies on the front mm. page of your newspapers. Print yeah. his policies. But his actual policies, yeah, not yeah, half yeah. of what he said. Print them and let us judge, because I don't really know what his policies are. Anyway... Old drivers, Justin, as always, this one, um, it gets people hot under the collar. Don't worry, Nursey will be along soon to change the collar. (laughs) You've taken this to the streets. I have. You've uh, made uh, it this, back in one piece. Yeah, yeah, I have to say, it got very tense. Uh, the idea of uh, retesting people over the age of 65, if not, you know, having some sort of course at the very least. So I've been talking to older drivers this morning, and it's interesting how some of them just cannot see it, like some of your calls. Here's what happened. Well, hang on, let me press the button. There. So you're 65 years old. I'm going to ask you a very direct question. Let's move away from these roadworks. Are you fit enough to be on the roads? Yep. How do you know? I know. But how? But I know. How do you know? But I know. But how do you know? But I know. Oh, come on, seriously. Seriously, how do you know you are? Yeah, I know. But how? But I know. I don't make no mistakes, and that's it. Would you be willing to be retested or at least take some sort of driving course to make sure you are fit to be on the roads? No. No, I'm, no, I'm fit, yeah. Because you know? Yeah. Thank you, sir. OK. Sir, you're over 65. 
be honest with me, do you think you're fit enough to be driving a vehicle on our roads? Yes, but not at night. At ah, night. Interesting, right, okay, tell me more. Uh, visibility, really, that's about all. I mean, the eyesight's good enough in the daytime, Yeah. but reflections and glare from other cars I find disturbing at night. If you don't mind me asking, how old are you? 82. 82 years old. So what if there was an emergency? Would you then drive in the evening? No. I still would. I get a taxi. Okay. Last question for you. Because you're over the age of 65, do you think that you should be retested every two years? If not, a driving course at the very least? No, I don't think so. Uh, disgraceful. I think it's terrible. I really do. I'm nearly. I'm 70. Never had an accident in my life. Never been done for speeding. Nothing. Why are we so stupid that we can't drive? Nobody's saying you're stupid. They're just saying the older you get, maybe it might be a good idea. But it's making us feel stupid. We passed our driving test a long, long time ago. I'll tell you what, how about this? How about you take me out for a spin and I judge you? Are you a driving instructor? No. Exactly. Is that a no then? Oh. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, madam. Thank you. Dearly, that was... Uh, she, she was having none of that lip from, yeah. from you, young man. She saw me, she said, J-Dog, I'm absolutely furious. I've been driving in this morning, listening to this absolute rubbish. I want to put my point across. Well, she didn't really put it across that well, to be fair. Justin, excellent stuff. I've got to move on, because I'm squeezing Billy Crush, but thank you for that. Billy Crush! Hello there. Hello, my darling. What you got for us? Uh, well, uh, uh, I've... Uh, uh, for over 90 years, I've learned and sung with pride our national anthem. You must be tired. <laughs> I like it. Now, uh, the, the, the leader of the opposition, now in no way am I defending him. Oh, I wouldn't do that, but I'm a human being. Now, was his reason for not singing or uh, the national anthem him being so embarrassed at his uh, singing voice or uh, 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 in his first public appearance, now at least in my opinion he should have minded. Ladies and gentlemen Billy Crush thinks that Jeremy Corbyn didn't sing because he doesn't like his singing voice and he should have mimed on that bombshell back tomorrow at 6. for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Toddington, Harlington Road is still closed in both directions between the B530 and Park Road. So just off the M1 at Junction 12. It's looking very busy um, on the B530 in both directions between Harlington Road and Luton Road. And it's also slow on the M1 southbound at Junction 12 for Flitwick towards the Toddington services. On the A1 southbound, it's very slow from the St. Neots Junction towards the Black Cat roundabout. And the A10 is busy southbound from the New River Trading Estate towards the M25 at Junction 25 for Enfield. On the M25 itself, it's very slow anti-clockwise between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much. Two highlights for me today. Speaking to uh, to Mario. Mario, how's your hearing? I'm 84. And Dave to Mario saying, you're a good driver, Mario. I can tell by your voice. Oh, dear, oh, pray.
musical and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Wednesday. It's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, should Jeremy Corbyn have sung the national anthem? The Labour leader chose not to sing the national anthem yesterday during a service to mark the 75th anniversary of the Battle of Britain. The party said its new leader, who'd like to abolish the monarchy, had stood in respectful silence. Corbyn has attracted a huge amount of criticism for choosing not to sing, with members of his own shadow cabinet voicing their dismay at his decision. However, Corbyn's supporters feel the whole thing has been blown out of all proportion. Well, where do you stand on this? Should Jeremy Corbyn have sung the national anthem? Here's my telephone number, I'd love your call. It's 03459 455 555. This is the JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. So I'll take your call in just a second, but first let's get the latest BBC News. It's nine o'clock. Here's Tony Fisher. Thank you. The headlines. Coroner seeks urgent improvements at MK Hospital. Drive to encourage older motorists to take tests in Buckinghamshire. And Beds Police confirm plans to close five inquiry offices in the county. BBC Three Counties Radio. Mothers in Milton Keynes are being reassured the hospital's maternity unit is a safe place to give birth after it was heavily criticised by a coroner. The inquest into the death of Ethan Johnson, who died in January when he was a day old, found there was a lack of leadership and a missed opportunity to deliver him sooner. Ed Neal is head of women's and children's services at the hospital. We had our problems two years ago. We are turning it around. The number of deaths is dropping dramatically. Uh, We have been reviewed by two royal colleges and the Care Quality Commission and they all say that the hospital, the maternity department, is safe. A post-mortem is due to take place later today into the death of a woman who was stabbed to death in Hemel Hempstead while her two young children were in the house. Police called to a break-in at Dunlin Road, heard a disturbance at a neighbouring property and went in where they discovered the 37-year-old who died in the house. A 25-year-old has been arrested on suspicion of murder. He remains in custody. A 19-year-old arrested on suspicion of conspiracy to burgle has been released on bail. The Labour leader Jeremy Corbyn has been criticised by members of his party for not singing the national anthem during a Battle of Britain remembrance service at St Paul's Cathedral. Divisions have also emerged within the shadow cabinet over whether to remove the cap on welfare payments. Mr Corbyn will appear at his first Prime Minister's questions as leader. Our political editor Laura Koonsberg says today's PMQs are also a huge event for the Conservatives. They think that Labour has made a big mistake here. They may well be wrong but their strategy is not to slam Jeremy Corbyn personally. They want to try to tie him to the whole party to talk about the whole sort of Labour brand and say that, in a sense, they're all of the left, they're all really Jeremy Corbyn. But don't doubt that the Conservatives see this as a historic chance to sort of maim the Labour Party. Older motorists in Buckinghamshire are being urged to take driving courses in order to reduce the number of accidents. The campaign's